Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Feel Good Friday, July 7th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Feel Good! Friday is happening, and we are about to propel you into the greatest weekend in summer history. This weekend, although just yesterday was documented the hottest day on this planet that we're in, wait until you see what's coming this weekend. Mm -hmm. Your happiness is going to be in abundance. The chuckles are going to come in a slew fashion. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in a joyful mood because this weekend is going to be a weekend that you cut all the negative anchors out of your life. You look in the mirror and you say, you know what? Hey, you, you're allowed to enjoy this life. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do this weekend. Because there isn't a lot of sports watching. Okay? No, not a lot of sports watching, not a lot of sports news going on, but we will certainly have conversations about sports. We got a lot of guests today, and we are very thankful for it. Ladies and gentlemen, Laramie Tunzel will be joining us oh, let's go. in about 20 minutes or so. Cannot wait to chat with him. Michael Lombardi will join us today. Yeah. Alicia Baumgartner, Ooh. who is the, the world's undisputed super featherweight champion of the world. That's right. Boxer. Mm-hmm. She has Stop. a fight next Saturday night. Alicia Baumgartner coming on at 2.05. Can't wait to talk to her. Michael Lombardi. Can't wait to hear the news that oh, he yeah. broke this week just accidentally <laughs> slipping out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Just can't wait until he goes like, hey, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I just can't like wait that. for it. Fucking love that guy. And Laramie Tunzel has become a friend of the program. Remember, there was a man that nobody had known what he had looked like sure. for a long, long time. And then in a Laramie Tunzel interview with us, old buddy just kind of slipped in the back there like Bigfoot walking through the back of a photo mm-hmm. or of a video. It was an incredible Incredible thing, and I can't wait to chat with him again. We can't wait to chat with you as well on the five energy phone line, maybe. Yeah, we'll Hopefully. see. Hopefully. 1-833-432-3663. 1-833-4. I guess there are some carriers that aren't getting through as easy as maybe other carriers. We test it every single day. Some people were able to get through. Some people were not able to get through. If you're able to get through, come on, bring it. It's Feel Good Friday. Hell yeah. If you're not, we do apologize. We'll be back Monday, hopefully, with that figured out. With that being said, we just hope that this computer just does something. Yeah, fix yep. it. Figure it out. Hey, come on. Come on, AI. Come on, dude. Cricket and Boost Mobile aren't getting through? Dude. No, Sprint Nader. Let's yeah. go. Ridiculous. This thing's all hoity. This thing's a sellout. It is. Mm-hmm. Big time. Figure it out. It will. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Thanks Anyways, can't wait to chat with you, whoever makes it through. And can't wait to chat with AJ Hawk in about 56 minutes or so. We got Tahoe next week, okay? Ooh. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to do, a lot of stories to wrap up, and let's dive into it. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, and at Boston Connor's Flowing Mullet. Uh, boys, not a bad week. A lot of things going on. The shame of it all, Ty, and you know this, is mm-hmm. these summer weekends, whenever you potentially have a one-month-old or a two-month-old, sure. you know, you're going to be in the house right. uh, yeah. for a good amount. Wait, depending upon what you need to do, whether it's a diaper change, a feeding, and you're crying, it's too hot outside. It's what? actually the hottest it's ever been. So yep. don't think a baby can actually be outside and that. you got to be in there. And golf kind of carries us through the day. And I know Wimbledon's happening, so I would dive into, oh, ooh, oh. But normally I'll watch golf. The John Deere Classic fucking stinks this year. What is the deal, Ty? John Deere is associated with something that is ass. That's not normal at all. I've seen a list of top five most liked companies on earth. John Deere was in there. That's right. Now they got a golf tournament this weekend. It's going to be a big letdown. What's that all about? I think something or some of it has to do with the fact that the the Open Championship is right around the corner. And I believe in next week they're playing in Scotland. Yep. So a lot of guys are going over there early to, you know, practice on the Lynx courses and kind of and 
unfortunately, the John Deere is kind of just the victim in all this because usually the John Deere is a pretty solid field. It kind of always is. I think a lot of guys like playing there, but you know, I mean, the the real star of the show at the John Deere Classic isn't the golfers. It, it never has been. It's that big fucking John Deere you know, piece of equipment that they put up with the golf ball and they let the oh. kids come over and knock it around. And oh. play yeah. on What's your, fa- the, you what's know, your John, favorite John Deere equipment? My personal favorite John Deere tractor is probably the John Deere 4440 or the John Deere 4400. But, um, what about 6030? 6030 is a good piece of machinery as well. Well, that's but, the thing, too, for Ty. The list kind of just goes on and on. Yeah. On. Yeah. yeah, it goes on and on and on and on. And it's tough to, you know, pick one pick that one. is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. But I'll definitely still watch, you know, the the John Deere. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I make it make sure it's appointment viewing. But, yeah, it does kind of stink when you're looking at the leaderboard and you're expecting these names. To and go it's just on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> And you're seeing a lot of guys that, you know, you either don't want to watch or you've never really heard of. So uh, speaking of change. golf, congratulations to the audience. We have a new we have a new voice. Yes, we do. Uh, since we've signed with PXG, mm-hmm. shout out to PXG being this show's golf. Love you, PXG. We fucking love them. Yeah. They, the clubs are so hospitable, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm duffing balls, and they're going in the same place that non-duffs would. Mm-hmm. If you're a very, 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 very good golfer, you're on TV golfing. Sure. Okay? At the John Deere Classic, probably, even though right. we don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't like these clubs, I guess, because the sweet spot seemingly is the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So I would assume the sweet spot not as good as maybe the high-end sweet spots mm-hmm. where right. it's like real small, mm-hmm. real tiny. But this PXG club that I'm swinging right now, I fucking Love it. Hell yeah. I, I, I am genuinely. So the fact that they wanted to get into a partnership together, even better. I mean, this is good news. In doing so, we went back and watched our Radio Row interview yep. with Bob Parsons, who's mm-hmm. obviously the billionaire who owns PXG, was originally with GoDaddy, yep. was in the Vietnam War. I That's mean, right. just so, his story loves um, not hallucinogens. Psychedelics. Psychedelics. Psychedelics yeah. How to change uh, your mind. Yeah, he, it actually. Book. He said he, he got. He came back to America from Vietnam in like 70, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he said he felt like he finally came home in like 2017 or something. Yeah, like that. Whenever, 45 years. Whenever he took the psychedelics, whatever it was. He said, I finally felt like I got through it. So he's an advocate, advocate for that. One of the most interesting guys of all time. I mean, yeah. there's a, a club he owns in Phoenix that like the way he got the club, he just bought the club. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he just gave every member like a million. I am so sorry that I did. Mm-hmm. I know. I love the place too. Maybe he can come back. And then he created like the nicest golf course in the world. Yes. He is, if we were to be billionaires, we'd be like, some of the things he's done, it's like, oh, okay, thank you for even planting that seed. Yeah. yeah good and idea. To, mm-hmm. In a conversation with him, he dropped that on and on. Yeah, I don't remember what he was talking about, but I have kind of made it a point to anytime you can squeeze it in a conversation or, you know, you're listening off multiple things, you just... You go on and on and on and on. And I've thought about that damn near every day since we had that conversation. So, yeah, this this pairing with BXG, it's just been beautiful, and I'm glad that I actually get to say it I'm, all I'm, the time. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped that we um, – I don't think that's – It doesn't look yeah, like him. I don't think he that's looks, him. Looks I think it's much taller. Anyways, uh, Zed, let's not ruin the relationship, you know, immediately. We actually had a guy on the show. He's sitting two feet from me. I do not believe that is <laughs> the guy could be. I, I mean, not 100% sure. But we almost ruined the relationship. There he is. There he is. Yep, that's boom. the guy. There he is. There he is. Beast. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about this guy's successful decisions, yep. when you start oh making God. that list, it just kind of... His list of accolades yep. just goes on and on and on and on. 
But yeah, you're right. Uh, we almost torpedoed that relationship. Not we. Wow. Day, well, yeah, yeah, not right. It wasn't you. No, it no. wasn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't no. you. It wasn't Tom. No, it wasn't was Foxy. It was nope. not Zito. Nope. It was not Nick. Not AJ. It was, not, it was almost you that fucking ruined it. We have a golf partner now. Think about yep. that. Mm-hmm. What Pretty a joke. Well. This yeah. show in this place of life in which we are right now. And Connor almost ruined it with one question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was 20 minutes into a conversation. 20? 20. Oh, we can go back to the table. I think it was 50 minutes where'd, into a conversation. Where'd you come up with the idea for the waste management? No, I said, isn't it nice having a major at your own, or having a tournament at your own golf course? And obviously his golf course is not letting any public or TV. Yeah, in. it is no. not where the waste management is. So he actually said, as soon as Connor asked this question, first time, let's say it was 45, 50 minutes in. It was. Things were flowing. Good, yeah. good, oh, yeah, good, great good, 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 good. And everything you Question said. from Connor: Your golf course hosting this big tournament this weekend, waste management or whatever. What has that been like or whatever? And his response is, "What is this guy saying? What, what did he? What, what are they talking about?" So then I have to fly. Yeah, I go quickly. Phoenix. You know the city of Phoenix and how big the game of golf is out here. Obviously, yeah. you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Waste management this weekend. <laughs> how do you feel mm-hmm. about the state of golf in Arizona? Right. And I'm just hoping to myself, like, yeah, uh, hopefully he did think that there was some audio. He didn't forget that. No, no he no. has not. No. He, he's had two. That one back. got into his brain, yep. mm-hmm. got on the hamster wheel, and it went. It went yeah. on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and he has not forgotten. No, he hasn't. Thank you, Connor. Anytime, guys. But again, he's in such a great place mentally that I know that when he does think back to that, he gets pissed, sure. You don't but, think he thinks, man, this guy did zero preparation at all. To talk yeah. to he had no idea who he was talking to. You, you don't think he said No, that? I do think he thinks that. Uh, and <laughs> I also think that, you know, when he when he thinks of me in his brain, he just sees, you know, what most people do, and that's a big, dumb dipshit, and that's fine. So but my I, my big thing about it is, while you were asking the question, I had held off on asking the question because I thought there was a chance he did own the course. Sure. Yeah. Wasn't 100% sure, though. So Smart. kept it in. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of... Yep. Uh, yeah, just... I put it down. Now, I did, you know, anytime I send... Uh, you guys have any questions? Yeah, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, all right, anything I missed, I thought it would come up. That was one of the things you missed. I thought it would come up in the whole thing. So when you're asking the question, right. I'm like, ooh, here we go. All right, we are going to find out. Yeah. You know, because I'm intrigued by this. And then as soon as I see his face, it starts to, like, turn a little bit. Contort. Like, yeah. All right, it is not. No, he does not own that. Also, course. right before that question, abort, he told abort. us the title of his book that hasn't been even came out yet. Oh, Bra- it, uh, Breaking News. And oh, yeah. Connor, he, it Connor dunks on him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. well, what, what was I supposed to ask the guy? Hey, what do you eat for lunch? I mean, the amount of questions. You guys asked all the good questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Self-made billionaire, huh? The guy, there's no question yeah. after 40 minutes. He, he talked for 20 minutes about being a self-made billionaire. Hey, he was awesome, by the he, he was. was. Fantastic. He shakes some shit up, that guy. Oh, yeah. 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 And he also watched, typically there are some people that came through the back at the Super Bowl when you would introduce him. He walked right up the front, <laughs> walked right out the front, yeah. and then he just left. Like, that was the only reason he was there. No, he was hanging out in the day. back for a little bit. He was fucking spitting fire back there, I promise Oh, yeah, you. he was. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, whenever he, he talking came, everyone up. He just sat down and got real comfortable. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, let me. And we didn't have the headset wired long enough. Nope. So we kind of set him up for failure. Like, I'll get through it. Well, that's those, he shook those, everyone's those, hand in the back, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a legend. The fucking wires weren't long enough, though, because they kind of... Sometimes they're too long, and they just, you know, they go on and on. All right. <laughs> All right. We get it. Anyways, the, go ahead, Tim. If the JD Classic doesn't do it for you this weekend, uh, Liv's doing flash mobs every 30 minutes at their tournament this weekend. Pretty cool. Yeah, so what happened? I've seen that. That's not a flash mob whenever you hire people that are from a dance recital to do a dance on the opening tee. No. I don't know. Right? It's pretty no, cool, though. Flash mob is kind of like, uh, you know, out of nowhere something that just goes on and on and on and on, <laughs> and more people are coming to But you're right. This is... 
these are marks who were hired to do this. Yeah, that's oh. why I, when I saw the video, which was just moments ago, I, I I did not follow with this as soon as it was put up there. But this is clearly a hired crew, right? Because security, like flash mobs, go to like a mall, right? Yeah, yeah. great. And then in the middle station. of a bunch of people somewhere out of nowhere, bang, yeah, doing this. Yep. Thing. Mm-hmm. This one just feels like they hired an opening act, which yeah. I don't mind it. Let's do it. Are we now, sure? Because they got volunteers there. I thought they just jumped in. Whoa. They're having sex. <laughs> no, no, no. Tony, they're dancing. Tony, that's a dance move. Okay, you would never understand. They're obviously. dancing. Just though. one time learn the art of swing dancing. <laughs> no, okay, not I don't swinging. Know. There was a male porn star that used to, he was so tiny, he would jump up. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> His name? Dude. I've seen that film. Are you uh, talking about Jordy El Poyo? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh. Talking about Ron Jeremy. <laughs> You do love Jordi El Pollo's work. You have talked about that quite mm-hmm. a bit. Wasn't he the background on your phone for a little yeah. while? Yeah. yeah, flipped upside down. Yeah, flipped upside down. I don't down. know what's worse, okay? <laughs> I honestly don't know what's I don't know what's worse than Tone, that's his first thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like that little fellow used to do whatever. And then Nick knowing the guy's fucking name. Yeah. I don't I don't know what is He was a Spider Man. You guys are Street. disgusting. I just need to know you. <laughs> you guys are disgusting. Oh man. I'm not oh. familiar with his work either. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, the, Just imagine Spider-Man. What was that? A couple of years back, there was a uh, porn bracket. We learned a lot about you guys. <laughs> yep. Did we? I did. I want to let you know. I learned a lot about people that I had been hanging out uh. with for a long time. You guys were giving breakdowns of all these different. <laughs> and I've reports. never been more flustered in my life. So you guys know. Oh, she's got nothing on. <laughs> boom. And I'm like, what is your guys' problem here? It's like well, it's not our problem. What is your problem? Oh we were God. young single men for a long time. Well said. <laughs> long time. Just bopping in the same waters Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout Living. Out. Shout, Shout out 7-7. Seven, seven. Shout out 7-7. Seven, seven, Shout seven. out 7-7. 7-7, seven, Dan. All right, let's talk about some sports stuff. The NFL releases every single year, and I'm going to get the actual name here because it's not really cleverly titled, but it is certain that is uh, something that is a weapon. This is titled the 2023 NFL Record and Fact Book. It is for the public to use. Mm-hmm. It's at NFL.com. It is 800 and some pages long. Jeez. Okay? So Jeez. as I'm learning of this subject through Bruce, who found it. Shout out, Bruce. Shout out, boy, Bruce. Bruce is scanning 852-page documents. Love that. Appreciate that. It feels like it's something that's handing out to all the PR people around the NFL. Like, hey, just a heads up, here's some things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Here's some stuff out of the 2023 NFL record and fact book that I am very, very pumped for. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow needs 4,000 passing yards and 30 touchdown passes to join Paisano. Pittsburgh Yenzer. Dan Marino is the only player ever to wow. reach those marks in three of their first four seasons. Hey, way to go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Yeah. Joe can get 4,030, no problem, especially Easy. with the weapons they have. What if they bring in D-Hop? Oh, now, just to be clear, they have not been linked to DeAndre Hopkins no. at all. No, but, but why not? Never know. Now, why not? Add another weapon out there. Joey Burrow and Dan Marino, both considered incredibly cool people, I believe, both yeah. loved by their teammates. Dan Marino had that quick release that he used to work oh. on down yeah. in Oakland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he mm-hmm. Okay, he went to Central Catholic, obviously honed that thing in. Goes to the University of Pittsburgh, likes to have a good time. Sue him. Sue him. Sue him. Then Every- they sent him down to Miami. Oh, 
perfect yeah. match made in heaven. Fits right in. And the guy's a fucking dog on the field. Obviously, never wins the Super Bowl. That kind of is the only yep. thing that anybody ever says about him. But changed games, was an absolute stallion. And now he has a stat that we are just learning about because there's another cool motherfucker from Ohio mm -hmm. that is potentially going to go get in, and that's Joe Burrow. Next one that we enjoyed and thought should be uh, heard, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes need 35 touchdown passes to become the first players ever with at least 35 yeah. touchdown passes in four consecutive seasons. Congrats to these boys. That's wow. wild. Josh Allen said over 35 and three consecutive? I didn't. I would never would have guessed. Well, no. remember that first couple years you would I say know, no to, mm -hmm. and then immediately after that, he got real good real quick. Fast. And there's actually a reason why is because when he's scouting the defense, he's not looking for just, you know, like what the, the scheme is. Sure. He's not looking for what the coverage is. He's trying to learn the personnel. Mm -hmm. He's trying to figure out who to attack, who not to attack. This is from the Bussin' with the Boys podcast oh. that they shot during tight end university. And Will Compton Obviously, NFL legend mm -hmm. on the defensive yeah. side of the ball, linebacker. And Taylor Lewan start diving into a convo about Josh Allen in his brain when he's looking at a defense. If you were out there on Austin Eckler, you know what we call that? What check we would give? House call. Milk check. What's the milk check? That's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you know, you're 2%, brother. Yeah. But I love that. Milk check? Milk. Will milk, you milk. be like, hey, we got white linebacker out there. We're going. Double move. Milk. Do you have checks like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked around and said milk. I think white guys don't belong in the NFL. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to get my bearings here. No. I mean, I don't think so. You guys got a stud. <laughs> you guys <got> a <laughs> white on defense. Yeah. Matt, yeah. White. Yeah. yeah. Matt Milano. But he's Italian. He's yeah. a different. Yeah. We get the claim. We get the claim. No, we get the claim. Don't say white. He's not white. Stop saying that. Matt Milano is olive. Dude, it's an honor to be on the field and you're like the only Caucasian out there. It's got to be happen a lot more when you're on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's like notice and the boys are like, hey, Will, you know you're the only white dude out here? And I'm like, trust me, I've noticed the entire time. <laughs> trust me. I've been yeah. waiting for somebody else to see yeah, this. for you guys to. So, yeah, Josh Allen doesn't like white guys on the field. No, I love them, actually. Oh, easy. <laughs> no, because I get, I, get I get to give a milk check. Yeah, 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 a milk check. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. Because uh, he's probably looked at Cole Beasley. Okay, lined mm -hmm. up on a linebacker mm -hmm. and said milk check to Cole Beasley. And Cole Beasley and Josh Allen both know we got a sloppy, slow white right Yep. Here. Okay, let's go ahead and shake the shit out of them. Love that. Love everything about it. And there's multiple different locker rooms there talking. That is what it is actually like. Mm -hmm. Just to let people know. And it's those types of conversations that actually open borders mm. and open boundaries and open friendships and relationships. Whenever you're able to mock and make fun of other people without being scared, it brings people together. You know, it absolutely. absolutely brings people together. And everybody hears the mantra that we hope that one day the NFL locker room will be a depiction of what all of society mm -hmm. is. And I think we're certainly getting there. I think we are certainly coming together and getting a lot better as a, as a one. And I think there's a lot of petty differences that people have that they latch onto a little bit too long and they ruin relationships with in the locker room. You're going to disagree with people about a lot of stuff. And it's like, Hey, we don't, Hey, we don't got time because mm -hmm. if you don't fucking block your guy, I'm going to get beheaded. Man. Mm -hmm. So we need to get in here. We need to move. And those conversations are incredible. But Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes on pace to set a record, yep. both in the AFC. You got an AFC team. You got two quarterbacks at the top of it. Then you add in Joe Burrow, who's yeah, about exactly. to break Dan Marino one. You got three quarterbacks at the top of it, sure. setting all-time NFL fucking records pretty much. Good luck to the AFC side. Here's another one that we found to be pretty fantastic. Justin Jefferson. 
Dog and Devontae Adams need 1,500 receiving yards to become the first players ever to reach the mark in three consecutive seasons. Yeah. Obviously, it's a much more passing league. Mm-hmm. It's a much more passing-friendly league. But nonetheless, it has been a passing-friendly league for a while now. Three consecutive seasons, these two are about to do something that the NFL has never seen before. Would Justin Jefferson be the first to ever have it in his first three years? Yeah, I think that's another. Add yeah. that later. Yeah, every, yeah, everything he does, really. See, those particular stats for Justin Jefferson, they just kind of go on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, all those records that he's going to break because he's been doing this since day one are just going to go on and on and on and on. That's why it's 852 pages, this fucking thing. Yeah, Justin Jefferson yeah. has got one record here and then sub in those records for how young, how quick. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Going to be the GOAT when it's all said and done stats-wise, and I can't wait to hear what the conversation is. The Devontae Adams stuff is kind of crazy because just because he went to the Raiders last year and they weren't that good, it seems like people kind of thought he almost had like a down year. Like, he clearly didn't. He was fucking incredible last year, but it's crazy how much changes when Rodgers isn't throwing him the ball and he's not going to the playoffs. And the last one here is since 1974, overtime scoring has gone this way. 443 times the oh. games have been won with a field goal kick. 88 times the games have been won with a touchdown pass. 52 times the games have been won with a touchdown run. And 21 times uh, they were won an interception return for a TD. Damn. Congratulations to all those teams getting big time dubs and for kickers mattering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay. Joining us now is a man who matters a lot more than any kicker on a football field. <laughs> He's at, like, the second most important position probably on a football field. Mm -hmm. Probably. And he's not just out there. He's dominant. Mm -hmm. He's a fucking beast. He's also off the field, an incredible human being. His entire foundation has done fantastic things. On Mother's Day, they paid for shopping sprees for single mothers at like Nordstrom. They went to a spa day. Then they had dinner somewhere, just taking care of the community. He's got a youth camp coming up here in like a week that he's just putting on. Absolute stallion of a man that is supposed to be representing the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Laramie Tunzel. How are you, dude? Appreciate it, guys. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. What about what about yourself? Hey, I'm great. I just read something here. I, I uh, did some some research on you, and you. This is wild. I would not have expected this from a left tackle. Okay, I would not expect this from a left tackle. It said that you hosted the game show thing at the end of minicamp for the Houston Texans. Now. This is something I love. I love that D'Amico's like, hey, we need a team bonding thing. We've had a great mini camp. Let's bring everybody together. Left tackle, offense alignment, hosting this thing. Hey, that's not normal. Laramie, you're a dog, Let's dude. Go. How's the Let's team? You guys are together, huh? This We got a good squad. We feel good about what's going on down in Houston right now, Laramie? Absolutely, man. Let's talk about that game night. You know, I actually um, I hosted a game night at Andretti's. It's kind of like a bigger David Buster's. And I just wanted to get the players together and just and just bond. You know, just have fun, get to know each other just a little bit better just instead of knowing each other just in the, the facility. Like, let's know each other off the field. Let's build these relationships. And let's get tight because, you know, that's what helps win games. Yeah, huge. I mean, off the field, every team that I've seen that likes each other is normally really good, you know. But also, on the flip side, if you're really good, do you like each other more because you're all benefiting? You know, it's kind of like uh, you're probably going <laughs> to hang out more when things are going well than when it's not going well. But it feels like every team that likes each other is much better. Does it feel a new energy in Houston? Because obviously, what you guys have been going through seemingly just uh, 
I don't want to say monotony, but seemingly just a continuous circle of what the fuck's going on. Got great players. D'Amico's new coach, new quarterback. We got game night happening at Andretti's. What? Is it a whole new vibe in Houston? You can feel it, Laramie? It's a whole new vibe, man. D'Amico came in with that energy that he brought from San Fran and and just changed the whole vibe around the building. And that's something that we needed, especially since these last past three years. Man, we've been in the rut. So D'Amico coming in the building. He brought some new coaches in. We got some new players, man. It's just a whole new vibe that's in that building. It feels great to be there. Let's talk about a new player, C.J. Stroud, huh? We saw him uh, play football against the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. We were, Hello. Hey, they gave us a microphone at the semifinals and mm-hmm. the national championship, and we were just roaming the field, just walking the fucking field. There. I, mean, I, I, was just, I had an open microphone, live on ESPN2, just walking. I caught a fucking field goal. You remember? Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, was on, I caught a field goal that happened in the game. We should not have been allowed to do that. But in doing that, we had a blast. We got to see C.J. Stroud up, like, real close. I was, like, four yards away from him. And I'm like, that's a Sunday fucking quarterback right oh, yeah. That guy is a Sunday quarterback. He handled himself well. They said through the year, everything about his leadership and everything was phenomenal. What have you seen from him? And he's a Sunday quarterback, obviously. He's going to be because he was drafted so high. But what have you seen from him that makes you think, like, hey, this guy's going to be a guy in the NFL? Pat, everything you just said, it, it hits it on the head. He handled himself well. He's a, he, he came in the building. With these lead- these unbelievable leadership skills, and he's he's killing it, man. Like how I describe CJ, dog. He's a straight dog. He comes in there ready to work. He handles the huddle perfectly, and he go out there and ball, man. You know you gotta appreciate that, especially in a young quarterback like CJ. I know you're huge. I know you are fucking six five three thirteen. Dog. That has to be fun. Yeah. They said they said three thirteen. That's what it said right here, yeah. Is that a lie? Three, three twenty-five, yeah. Oh, well, you know that muscle weighs more. You know that muscle weighs. Is that what we're trying to be all season? Three twenty-five. Absolutely. Is that bigger or normal than what you usually are? No, that's been that's been the same. That's been my consistent weight for since twenty nineteen. I love that you don't step on a scale at training camp, so that's why this number's wrong. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> that's, that's what that feels like. Um, how do you feel, though? You feel fast? What year is this for you now? Year eight, man. Congrats. Year eight. Here we go. Wow. Hey, you're full, Thank you. Full-fledged vet at this point, man. You're the old man. How's the body? Everything good? Everything good, man. I appreciate you asking. You know, I'm like, I'm like the OG in the building now, like the mentor. Everybody look, for me, look at me for, you know, answers. You enjoy that role? Yeah, provide. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had some great mentors uh, coming in lead. I had Brandon Albert. I had Mike Pouncey. You know, I was, I had some good guys. So, yeah, I'm ready to step in this this role. Do we change anything this year? Change any, like, do you change stuff at this stage with how great you've been or you work on stuff or you just try to be you every year? I try to be me every year. Stay consistent. I think that's one of my biggest things, man. I've been working on my kick step at home. I, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me yeah. see it again. Let me see it. <laughs> I don't know if it's right for public yet. I've been working on a little different, you know, jabs. I, you know, you see Ooh, what I mean? Yeah. I was trying to get to my spot there. I mean, I'll fucking meet him there. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. He'll That's meet me there. Get to that spot. And then what, are we grabbing? We grabbing? No. Grab. Straight up shoulder pads coming to you. <laughs> Straight grab. A little holding, but don't tell nobody, you know. <laughs> it's not your fault. Everybody's doing okay. If you want to blow the whistle and <laughs> the flag, do what you got to do. That's on you. But I'm just trying to do what I do. Hey, hold on. Um, last year, I just watched it in your fave football. Bosa got incredibly pissed yeah. about 
somebody jumping on the snap pretty much. Yeah, before the ball. That seemed to be like a little thing last year. It felt like defensive ends and uh, outside linebackers were a little bit pissed about tackles maybe moving earlier or whatever. Has that changed at all, or has that always been kind of how it is? That's, that's been how it always is. We got a job to do, man. We got to buy those guys from coming off the head full speed. So we get a little – if we get it off, if we get out the ball a little early, it's okay, man. It's fine. If have they ain't throwing that flag, it's, if they ain't throwing the flag, it's nothing wrong, you know. And what do you got? You got to have your head break the ass of the center, right? You can't be back too far. That's the. Are you trying that at all times or no? I'd be all over the place. I'm not gonna lie, Pat. That's because you're tipping plays, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you got internet people telling uh, telling us that all the offensive linemen are tipping plays from the way that they stand. It's like they got a fucking 285 pound guy. Yeah, yeah, come on. That runs a four five right now. Exactly. Trying to get to a spot. Have you seen a change in the athletes playing D end? Bro, athletic, athletic guys coming off the end. They they able to bend. Speed, power, you know, they have all those three things combined. It's, you know, it's getting tough every every year they draft a new guy who's come in with younger legs and, and ready to come off the ball. Who's somebody that's different whenever you play against him? Is there anybody? I was, always got to give my kudos to Miles Garrett, man. He, he got it. He got it. He's, he's He got everything. He got the whole package. He can, he can bend. He can power. He can finesse. You know, he, he comes with everything. So, you know, I got to give him, I got to tip my head off to Miles. As he, always, I've been tipping my, I've been tipping my head off to Miles since we've been playing in college. So, Has he been dunking basketball since then? He's too fucking <laughs> yeah, big absurd. to be doing what he's doing on that basketball court. Bro, he's like 290 windmilling, bro. How? Why is that? How's that work, Larry? How, how's that work? He's just, he's different. How he's just built different, it sounds like. They put something in the water for sure. <laughs> that'd be so cool to have that. I need to get that water to my daughter. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, I need to get that water yeah. to my daughter. The boys have a couple questions for you. Let me go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Larry, speaking up, of uh, DNs and pass rushers, um, you guys drafted one super early. Have like when you when Will Anderson gets drafted that early, do you like are you eager to test him out uh in practice and training camp? I'm sure I don't know if you guys are doing an OTAs or stuff like that. And how's he look? He looks good, man. You know. We needed a guy to come off the edge, and I'm glad we got Will. I'm glad Will's a part of the team. And now for so we're going to work in practice. Absolutely. He's going to make me better. I'm going to make him better. You know, that's the whole that's the whole mindset of the, the whole team. You know, we're just trying to make each other better. But we get on Sundays, it'll be easy. You work every day? You take G-Days? How many G-Days? G-Days? Bed days? Yeah. Shit, I need some vet days. <laughs> oh, you're, hey, you're the vet now, dude. You can't. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I got I to gotta talk to D'Amico. Like, Let me get a couple vet days. <laughs> How is D'Amico? He's obviously a former player. Everybody loved him in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Back in Houston, I saw everybody that's ever played alongside D'Amico or for D'Amico was like, yes, yes, yes. I think his former player in a head coaching role, I think that's fucking great. For Absolutely. everybody, how is how has it been? You say change the entire vibe. What do you mean by that? Just more transparent, more energy. What is it? Just more energy, more transparent. Like you know what you're getting from D'Amico every day. You know he's a he's a former player, and he stepped into this head coaching role. That's something that we 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 need this. You know we we need a player's coach who listens to ideas and willing to change things around. And we need a young guy who's going to come in the building and bring the the consistent energy that we need to to make us a great team. So. You know, hat off to uh, hat off to D'Amico for coming in the building and, and stepping in that role and embracing it. 
he's been doing a great job. You know what they say, though? They say, like, former players will be too soft on players, not accountable enough. But it's like, you watch that San Francisco 49ers defense, everybody's fucking too. I mean, they are at the exact spot they need to be to, right? Exactly. I think that's kind of a misconception, though, of ex-players as coaches, I think, Larry. I won't say soft, but I would say, you know, he take care of us. And, you know, that's something that we need in this this day and age. 17 games, bro. Mm. 17. Hey, that's going to be 18. 17. Oh, yeah. Bro. That's going to be 18. And it's going to be 18. They're changing that rule next year, right? Ah, dude, they're going to. It's Probably. And if they can add another that's, bye week. That's insane. I bro. think if they can add another bye week, too, that's 18, then 20 weeks of football. Mm-hmm. They just put out the stats. Hold on. I just literally just looked this up from the 2023 NFL record and fact book at NFL.com. The top 20 television broadcasts of 2022 is all NFL games. <laughs> all top 20 of them, dude. Top 20. Look, Super Bowl pregame show, number nine. So all these people that are losing their mind over Vanderpump rules and all this other stuff, I respect it. I appreciate it. And that son of a bitch. Tom Tom. Sandoval. Sandoval, that guy. (laughs) Top 20, all the NFL. So if they can get two more weeks by adding a game, Laramie, they don't give a fuck if you're rolling into a Sunday, pal. How do you treat the the body? How do you treat the body week to week? What is it? You cold tub guy, acupuncture? What do you do? Cold tub, needle and acupuncture, everything. Everything, man. Everything I get my hands on. You know, I try to take care of the body as best as I can, especially just having 17 games, 17 plus. You know, I got to look at it like that. You know, I try to get my hands on everything. You know, I ask, ask the older guys that's in the locker room, you know, what they do for their body and, and what, how can it benefit me. You know, I try it out. I talk to the nutritionists. I talk to the trainers. Whatever I can do, man. Whatever I can do to take care of this body because – you know, it's all about longevity. You know, I'm trying to be in this thing for a long time, not a short time. Okay, so you are trying to play like another 10 years here? Hello, that sounds good to me. Can I keep stacking these contracts? I'm good. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Saint. Shout out, Saint. Shout out, Saint. Uh, yes, you absolutely can. Uh, you know, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, he came out on a podcast and said he used to drink his own urine. Oh, yeah, yeah that's did, right. Yeah, because yep. it made his body recover. Yeah, something to think about if you want to. Uh, right. Connor has a question. Wally. Yeah, with a lot of tackles, though. He's from yeah, Ohio. That's right. From Ohio. He did his, Connor has a question for you, Laramie. Yeah, Hello, Larry, Obviously, the last couple of years haven't gone exactly the Texans' way, you know, and with this new regime, from what it sounds like, it's completely, you know, turned the building on its head in the best possible way. What do you think kind of the expectations are? Because not only is it a new coach, you know, you have a rookie quarterback, but like we mentioned earlier, he's an absolute stud. So what do you think kind of inside the building the uh, expectations are for your entire team? It is simple, man. Just win. Win games. You know, come come together as a team and, and win more games that we've been winning. You know, we try to have a winning season. And, and no matter how it looks like, we want to win games. And I think – the guys that have been in the locker room for these last three years, you know, we're tired of going through the same thing, you know, so we're trying to switch it up and win some games. That's, I, that's, I don't that's, think, that's how I look at it. I don't think people fully understand because obviously you just talked about contracts and the NFL and professional athletics. Everybody knows exactly how much money you're making to do everything that you do, right? So they all, like, it's an easy thing for fans to say, well, he gets to lay his head down on a stack of money at night. So I'm sure losing is fucking miserable in the NFL. Everybody in the building thinks they're getting fired. So, like, chefs think they're getting fired. Mm. Trainers think they're getting fired. Coaches think they're getting fired. Players think they're getting fired. So every day you're walking into a building of misery. That's uh, that's a lot of motivation, Laramie. 
<laughs> exactly. Walking to the building straight misery, like no, no. It's, it's tough being there, especially just losing constantly. You know, losing back to back games. Like, don't nobody in the building want to be there. So, you know, we gotta we gotta turn that around. We gotta change this energy, man, and, and turn this program around to a winning program. Laramie, I I, I don't want to be the one that you're six five three twenty five. Hello. I just don't want to be the guy to tell you that the Colts are fucking back, too, bro. Uh-oh. Hey, the Colts, you hear me? <laughs> I mean, the Colts are fucking back, dude. Hate to break, dude. We got a guy that does backflips at quarterback. That's right. And windmill dunks. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all got a beast at quarterback. Absolutely. You watch any of those highlights, Laramie, and think, oh, no. Yeah, that's what you, he did. He, you, know, you know what I mean? He's, a, he's an athlete. I give that to him. He's an athlete, man. But listen, it's going to be a battle. All right. It's going to be a CJ Stroud probably dunked too if I had to. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, but through yeah. his legs, though, like Anthony first Richardson. Of all, first of all, I hung out, I hung out with CJ outside of uh, – outside, and uh, we actually went to the gym a couple times to shoot some hoops. CJ got a sniper on him, man. Yeah. He, he said he did. Hey, when we talked to him – CJ. Because Josh uh, McCown. Yeah. Yes. When, uh, who you know, Josh McCown, obviously. Josh yeah, I know McCown. Josh, yeah. Josh McCown told CJ something about playing – in Charlotte whenever mm-hmm. he's there. So we brought it up to CJ about basketball. I guess he's a fucking real player. I guess CJ's... Tell me, bro. Hey, these quarterbacks are different these days, doesn't it? It feels like... Now, I don't want to take any shots at anybody, but I will. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady walks into an LA Fitness, okay? Or Equinox Gym. Mm-hmm. Sure. And picks up a basketball. He's getting run off the fucking court. <laughs> Probably. Right? No Absolutely. Offense. No offense, Tom Brady. <laughs> yep. You're much better at everything than I. Well, maybe not crypto uh, investments. <laughs> yeah, that's also <laughs> but true. But that just came out. That just came out this morning, Larry. I just came. literally just learned about mm-hmm. it. But he's been, he would get run. Peyton Manning, listen, I'm sure Peyton can shoot. I've seen him play knockout with his brother. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could figure out how to shoot. If he was to play pickup, though, in any place, get run off. These... Anthony Richardson walks in there, he's running the court. Oh, yeah. CJ Absolutely. walks in there, he's running the court. Patrick Mahomes, I assume, running the fucking court. It's a different game, dude. It really, it's awesome. It's electrifying for you. Does that make your job easier or harder? Easier or harder with the quarter? Like I told you, Pat, they, they put something in this water, man. I don't know what they put in it, but it, it does make my job, it makes my job hell of easy, for sure. Just having an athlete back there who can deliver the ball to the receivers. He can too. That throw he had to Marvin Harrison Jr. Ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> absurd. Disgusting, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was absolutely filthy. And then he was running too, never <laughs> ran in college. Did you did you guys ever talk about that? Does he talk about that? About how I guess in Ohio, they were like, this guy never runs, this guy never runs, never didn't have to. Been all the way to the fucking yes. semifinals. And then he started running. It was a whole different I mean, he was wide open out there. Does he ever talk about that? Do you guys talk about that with Not, the offense? He never talked about it, but it is his bag. Like when he needs to run, he runs. Is in the back, but I think he prefers to be a pocket passer and you know and, and, and throw dimes down the field. But it's in his bag, so don't sleep on him. Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. We saw he was fucking big too. Yeah, oh yeah, field goal away from beating Georgia, yeah, like fifty-two yeah. yarder or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah. Marvin Harrison doesn't get hurt; they do beat Georgia. Yeah. Well, and then Georgia, mm-hmm. if you do recall, mm-hmm. goes on to beat TCU by uh, sixty-five mm-hmm. points. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't that good. 60, <laughs> 60 some points. Uh, Ty Schmidt, last question for you here, Laramie. Yeah, Laramie, a What's big up, a big topic of conversation this off season has been the whole uh, natural grass versus turf conversation. And we all know with like tackles, you know, you guys like whether it's a knee or, or something like that, how difficult it is coming back from like a serious knee injury. How much of a difference can you tell when you play a game on Sunday on natural grass as opposed to turf? And is that something that you would like to see changed and have all fields have turf grasses 
or natural grass. Listen, excuse listen, me. Listen, listen, NFL. Y'all need to change that shit right now. Yeah, we need okay. grass. We need grass, man. We'll need no more turf. That turf should be out the picture. We need grass, bro, just to keep our bodies healthy. Sure, right? I mean, it's like you're playing on pavement. You, your body can feel 6'5", 325. Your knees, joints, ankles, everything can feel it, especially with a longer season. It's a real – for me, I was obviously kicking balls. I wanted the hardest surface possible, especially with hitting onside kicks against Houston Texans. They uh, <laughs> hit onside – I want the ball to be as hard as possible, the ground to be as – but I don't have to run. Every other human that I have run into in the NFL has said, like, yeah, dude, like – Practicing on turf, playing on turf. You might as well put us on a gym floor and then just have us run around while we're doing this. Grass is so much better. And it doesn't seem like it's that expensive. I don't know why it's such a fucking thing right now. Honestly, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. But they need to change that shit ASAP, bro. What would you do if you're in, um, like, the Super Bowl and there's obviously terrible turf and the NFL said... Clip managers, give them better shoes. Yeah, that's yeah. on them. <laughs> Sorry about it. I mean, the yeah, Sod father does. came out and yeah. said the Sod prince fucked up the watering yep. of this whole thing and said it was terrible. But for us, the Clip managers, give them better cleats. Maybe that'll work out. Whenever you're figuring out the surface, you like slick stuff, right? Offensive linemen like whenever it's wet, mud, slick. Absolutely. Slow down the DS. Miles Garrett fucking... Flipping away. <laughs> yes. All right. Hey, next week you have your youth football camp happening in Houston. Uh, Laramie is hosting his first annual youth football camp on July 15th in Houston. He'll be inviting 150 kids. Hey, that's a lot of fucking kids, Laramie. What do you, you got lunches for all of them? I got lunches. I got cakes. I got T-shirts. I got everything for them, man. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. How's it, it just do people already know? Is there any way to sign up? Can we help? How do we, What do we do? Yes, yeah, so I can reach out to you after this, Pat, for sure. Love to be a part of Let's it. Let's go. You're doing good things. Keep leading down there, man. Honestly, and thank appreciate you for it. joining us. For sure. No, I appreciate it, Pat. Hey, tell Saint we said what's up, too. You know what I mean? We know they... Uh, I got you. Hey, they started doing some real fuckery to get him out. You, you know, He knows Big that. I, I, they're, trying to, they're making new rules to kind of get him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. What's that all about? I saw he was over in Italy, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was over Living. in Italy. He was doing his thing. You know who else was in Italy? Who's that? that? Rapport was in Italy, wasn't he? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Saints oh. always working right now on YouTube. Laramie Tunzel, 78. You can watch a series called Protect the Tree. It is obviously about his life, what he's doing, and we are a part of the last episode. Thank you for letting us be a part of this thing. Laramie, you're the man. fucking man, pal. Man, y'all please, y'all fans, everybody, please tune into to my series that I got right here. It's called Protect the Tree, man. Please tune in. Y'all won't, y'all won't regret it. I promise you. Hell Protect God. the Tree, man. Protect the Tree. We actually just dropped um, an episode before I got out of the show, man. So you should check it out. All right, brand new episode. We'll watch it this afternoon. Yep. We appreciate the hell out of you. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Laramie Tunzel. Yeah, Laramie! that big, dude. It's <laughs> absurd. That bitch is so large. And that athletic, so athletic too. too. Yeah. yeah. Bro, just walking around. And put together very well. Just anybody can get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to, every once in a while, you know, hang out with the offensive linemen, go out with their nights or whatever they would mm-hmm. go out. Sure. And then whenever it was a different position group, the different night, I would go out uh, that night with them too. Sure. I thought it was 
team building, but I guess everybody else is calling me an alcoholic. Was, what? No. Yeah, it was basically every night. Yeah, like this this group goes out <laughs> this night, this group goes out this night. Hey, you probably run into this group on this night. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll go out every yeah. group or whatever. The offensive line group, though, there's been some places, and obviously there's a lot of beer chuggers in the offensive mm-hmm. line groups. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line groups normally like to raise a little hail. A little bit. And, I mean, those are oh, yeah. normally hail pretty raise. good time. Normally, yeah. Miserable, miserable. So whenever they get drunk, it's hilarious, you know, because they start – bitching about a lot of things sure. mm-hmm. in the way they see the world versus how everybody else sees the world. As a person that plays offensive line, the only time anybody really knows your name is when you're fucking losing. So they're going to be a little jaded towards a lot of things. Makes sense. And when you start boozing and hammering beers, that's going to get amplified. Mm-hmm. Not for everybody, but some some of the greatest nights of my life have been with offensive linemen. But we've been in some places and I've looked around. I'm like, what is that security going to do? Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. I don't see any cauliflower ear on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Okay, need that. I don't see a single nothing in you tells me that you have the strategy or technique of Hoist Gracie to take down this fucking six foot six monster who's had twenty beers. I don't. Yeah. If anything was to happen right now, I think this bar loses to the people we're with, and I guess to who much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them fucking just flip a place upside down. Good, that's nice of them. That's right. Always incredibly good people. Always, you know, I'll get out of here. Now, every once in a while, you'll see a video of an offensive lineman yeah. forgetting that, you know, they're gentle giants and mm-hmm. maybe a little whiskey slipped in there with maybe some other stuff. And people try the biggest guy, too, though. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, like we have, all of us, I assume, have friends in our friend group that when they get very drunk, they are the worst humans imaginable. Oh, yeah. And, like, the worst humans imaginable make decisions that are poor. Terrible. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's the biggest, oh, you're the toughest guy in here. And they go try the biggest guy. Yep. And it's like the biggest guy is now put in a spot, okay? I would like to have a good time with my friends. I just so happen to be large and strong and athletic and everything like that. But also, you're saying some very disrespectful stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So it's all, those, the huge humans in our world live a different life than we all do. Laramie's one of them. I'm just happy his lungs are also better oh. than everybody else's. Yeah, Absolutely. And that can never be forgotten No, when we're talking about the legend that is Larry McDunzel. Speaking of legends, ladies and gentlemen, a 39-year-old cool. ran a 40-yard dash on laser time. Man. Okay? Laser time is a big deal. Let me explain to you why laser time is a big deal. So back in the day, the combine, all the combines, used to be done on handheld watches, okay? The handheld watches, though, obviously are going to be a little bit different than what somebody else will have because each human is going to react to something a little bit differently. And when you're talking about 40-yard dashes, .01 of a second is a huge deal. You run a 4.39 or a 4.40, 4.39, probably going top 10. 4.40, you just ran a 4.4. Mm-hmm. That could all become from somebody thumb being a little bit slower than somebody else's. So they created this fucking laser thing Mm. that literally documents when you move to when you cross a line. It has obviously made NFL scouting a lot more uh, consistent, Mm -hmm. uh, convenient, and easy, but it is also impossible to game it because you don't even have a friendly timer or anything like that. So when we asked a 39-year-old man who once ran a 428 on laser uh, 40 if he thought he could still run a sub 45 and he confidently started rubbing his knees going, "I could jog a 45, bro." Sir, <laughs> there were some haters. There were some reactions that were a bit negative. Oh yeah. But I believed in him because this is one of the fastest humans I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones yesterday attempted a laser-timed 40 on concrete. And I saw a lot of people saying, concrete, well, you put them on turf. It's like, no, no. Concrete is fast track. Mm-hmm. Great track. Concrete's a fast track. 
Did run into a slight breeze, though. Yes, it did. So have to remember that. Now, it was the flattest part of our parking lot that we could find that had 40 yards. And the plan was him not to run into the breeze. The plan was actually to give him a little bit of a wind aid. Oh, yeah. Indiana, though. That thing flipped. Yep. Fast. Everything was lined up against this man. Could he run faster than a 4505? 4500 win. Yep. 4510 lose. Pac Man Jones attempted the 40 at 39 years of age. And this is how it went down. What do you think you can run right now? You think you're still sub 4 or 5? Like a 4 and 9? Yeah. You think you're sub 4 or 5? I can jog a 4 or 5. <laughs> Bro, you are not going 4-4. Four, four right I don't think How so old are you? Either. I can jog a 4-5. Okay, 4-5, one of those, 39 years old. Yeah. Eats nerd ropes every single day. Mm-hmm. And twin snakes. Yeah. And Hardy's with jelly and bacon. And has his own marijuana strain. Start calculating all that. And then you can down him if you want. I'm betting under. Let's go. I think Pac run a 4-5-1 right on the dot. Hey, 56.5% <laughs> of 1,673 people say, you ain't got it, Pac. Yeah, yeah. They've been telling me that shit my whole life. It's a big deal, dude. This guy ran 4 2 at the combine. He's 39 years old. He runs into 4 fours. Are you fucking kidding me? Good. Oh. oh my god! Oh, oh four five one five. Oh my heartbreaker! That's when I broke the run, y'all. Owe me money. Owe me money, motherfucker. He owe me. He owe me. Oh five. Great run. Yeah. You didn't see? I think he. Oh my god. Yeah. I only had one in. Yeah, bro. Post it. Posted. Fucking 40 years old. <laughs> there they go. Wow. Pac-Man. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, from a golf course, friend of the program, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, you should... Hey, you should be pumped about that. Laser time, 4515. That's fucking unbelievable with the pulled hammy. Very pumped about it. And the bad part about it, I ain't going to lie to you guys. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous mm-hmm. because I won 100 Okay. Um, yeah, we knew that. I tweaked my hamstring last week. Everybody know. Yeah. Um, it takes a little longer than a week, I think. To come back. No, remember he was going to rub that. Hi, hi. Yeah. It worked. Hey, um, shout out to my father-in-law, Ulysses. Whatever the fuck he's making is really good. I would imagine. Uh, maybe you should probably put it on the shelves. I don't know if it's legal or <laughs> illegal, but it shout works. Out. Shout out Ulysses out of Memphis, Tennessee. One of the greatest voices of all time. Yep. We got a chance to meet him. Cleanest motherfucker I've seen Dog. in some time. He's also, yeah. I guess, a mad scientist whenever it comes to recovery sauce. Uh, Pack yeah. 4515, obviously a heartbreaker, you know, because the 4505 mm-hmm. was the actual over-under. So actually, point 
0-1 away from shutting up Connor, I think, yeah. which is probably what Connor's about to say. Yeah, Pac, I mean, look, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did. And it, it is a bummer that you tweaked your hamstring. But let me just be hey, the Connor, first. Connor, uh, Connor. Just let me land the plane here, Pac, because I'm about to compliment you. <laughs> you can't run 20 yards. It's not about Connor. Look, Pac, dude, don't point your swords at me. I was. Can just, you <laughs> run 20 yards in 4-5-1? Absolutely not. I was just about to say how cool it was to watch someone that fast run when you're that close to them. So Absolutely. although you yeah. did not get the four five oh, it was a spectacle to watch you run, you know, just in a straight line. Hey, so your you know. form, bro. Your form I, I heard Bar was going, knee drive, hard swing. You had the per we took a I took a screenshot of the video yeah. and I posted it last night. At forty yards into this thing, he's fucking perfect. I yep. mean you're you're Perfect in that strike. Bang! Oh. Help me! <laughs> hey, that's perfect form. Like the lean, everything. Mm -hmm. That is, you were a track guy growing up, I assume, or no? Uh, of course I was a track guy. Um, but, you know, Amar Carroll, which is, they call him Batman. He was drafted, uh, who the fuck was he drafted by? Green Bay, I yeah, think. Yeah, Packers. Uh, eight overall pick. Um, he probably should have stuck with track, but he shattered my dreams as running track. Um, he was running 10 twos, 10 ones. Um, so I always came in either second or third. So I was like, all right, I'm done with track my senior year because this, this fucking guy with a size 13 feet, 6'1", <laughs> um, is moving a little faster than me. And I'm going to go ahead and stay with football and basketball. Well, it worked out. Uh, yeah. Basketball, yeah. I think we've seen you make a couple moon shots, so obviously that's good. Football obviously ended up fantastic. Mm -hmm. You're one of the fastest humans in the history of the NFL. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 39, you're at 4515 laser. So that's easy 449 hand. Easy. You smell me? That's easy 449 hand. Yeah. So with that, hey, what's up, dude? How's it yeah, going, yeah. pal? Billy Bill. What's up, dude? Hey. Yeah. Guys got salmon I'm pants on? All right. I'm getting him today, though. Oh, oh no. Pack, hey, you're getting hey, got. Hey, you're getting hey. got. You're getting got by everybody right uh -oh. now, Pack. What's that all about? We are playing at his course. We ain't fucking Kenwood, right? That's true. That's true. Um, greens are blazing fast right now. I'm talking probably uh, a 13. Yeah. 13 um, easy. Jeez. He shot 46 on the front. I shot 48 on the front. We're on the back right now. Ooh. He's three over, and I am four over. So the game's got a lot more. We're betting oh, front. Yeah. Back and overall, so I got a couple more holes where I can get his ass in a <laughs> Time to press, bud. You're down four right now. Yeah, get going. It's time to press right yeah. now, huh? We got to press, you think? <laughs> no, I'm going to wait because you can press two. I think I can birdie these next two holes. Oh, I just won the last hole, so I'm down, I'm down three. Sorry. Although I'm right by the green. I'm yeah. down three on this Here we hole. go. So, yeah. Hey, you got a 48 on the front nine. You're going to birdie right. these next two. Yep. Let's fucking yep. go, Pac. Come on, I love Pac. that monster. Let's go. Right. We appreciate the hell out of you. Congrats on a good run. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, Tone. Oh, he said Tone or Con? Tone. I said Tone. What up, Pac? That shit was a lot different in person. They was all down me. Them first fucking five steps. Oh, my God. I never doubted fucking one second. I ain't heard what Mel Kuyper had to say today, though. Is Mel in there? What the fuck is Mel at? Pac-Man Jones has absolutely unbelievable speed. I'll echo, you know, Connor's sentiment. I almost pooped my pants seeing him move that fast. Did poop my pants before he actually got out there and ran almost Last person out, Coach. Mel Kuyper was last person out. I was the last person out, but he ran so goddamn fast, I actually almost missed it. But that was fucking unbelievable, Pac. I don't know how many 39-year-olds are as fast as you. You should be proud of yourself, pal. Had a baby. Great. Oh, I love Mel. All right, Pac, enjoy your day. Go get that guy. Okay, he's wearing salmon pants. Yeah. Don't be losing to that fucking guy. 
Yeah, the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, don't All be right. doing I'm, it. I'm on his ass right now. All right, let's go, Birdie okay, Birdie. Get him to throw him off. Birdie Birdie <laughs> on those PXGs, ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Joe. Yeah. Let's go. Hey. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back on the other side with AJ Hawk. It was very impressive. It was, it was absurd. Because, yeah. you know, my thing about Tom Cruise when I'm watching him run. Exactly. He's out of a, like, yep. a book of how you're supposed to run. Mm-hmm. Teaching. Now, he doesn't have the lean, though. No. Like, you see that lean that Pac has? Uh-huh. That is where the spe- that's the speed that's coming. Right. Tom Cruise is vertical while yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. He's somehow moving forward. Yes. But we don't fully understand how he's moving that quick. Up. Exactly. He should be climbing a ladder, pretty much, yeah. when he runs. His form is so good, you would think his knees at that age would, like, or ankles. Yes. You would have a gait. A gait is obviously your walking stride mm-hmm. or whatever, your running stride. Normally, if you've been through some shit at all, there's some sort of deficiency to your gait. Dragon. Tom Cruise being 50-some years old or 60-some years old, yeah. and him just being able to fucking go, it's like, damn, that guy really takes care of himself. He's oh, yeah. Watching Pac-Man run as if he was a 24-year-old, it's yeah. like, god damn. He is. Calves are fucking he's, this big. Yep, properly jocked. Yeah, he's. yeah, yo. Well, and like Connor was saying too, like you watch a guy run a forty, like on TV on the combine, it's like holy shit, that guy's fast. But you know, like it doesn't matter how fast, unless you played with someone who played in the NFL, like you know the fast guy on your high school football team who you saw run a forty and he ran like a four six eight, and it's like holy shit, that guy's fast. Like watching Pack run <laughs> yes. in person, it's like. Um, thinking him running a four two eight in person oh. and how fast he was moving out there—it's fucking insane. So I showed up into the football world with the West Virginia summer workouts. Okay, mm-hmm. I was coming out of the soccer world. I was a fast player in soccer, and uh, my cardio was good. Mm-hmm. So I was running with the speed group, and uh, that was a poor decision. You know, I set <laughs> I had to set that standard for the rest of my fucking career running with speed group. Could have just—I was asked, "Who do you want to run with? Do you want to run with the bigs, the mids?" Or the speed, and I was like, I'm gonna show these fucking dude. Put me on speed. I can run. Watch this. I'm a goddamn runner. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much we were gonna be running. <laughs> I quit soccer so I didn't have to run anymore. Yeah. And then I signed up to fucking Correct. Mike Barwis's summer workouts. Yeah. It was more running than I'd ever done in my entire life. I'm like, I was confused on what was gonna happen here. But you're watching these fuckers take up soccer games, most I've ever played in. Most games I played in, I could pull by people mm-hmm. or catch people if I wanted to. That first. We did 110s at about the first, like, uh, maybe 35 yards, 40 yards. It felt like I was with the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know how ducks fly together and yeah, they had sure. to be a flying V? Mm-hmm. Felt like I was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just started, like, seeing people. And it's just, <laughs> like, pulling away. where are these guys coming from? <laughs> these guys running with me. And then all of a sudden, I finished through. And it's like, these guys are just, like, already back in there. And then as we got more into it, they were getting faster somehow. And then after these workouts, one new motherfucker might... You've heard the Randy Moss story about yep. where he went down on a recruiting visit, allegedly, to Florida State in jeans. Mm-hmm. And it was during a workout. And he started popping off with somebody. And he said, who's the fastest motherfucker on this field? And they raced. He was in jeans. He beat the fucking mm-hmm. guy. Then, allegedly, some other stuff happened. Didn't have a Florida State scholarship anymore. Right. Yes. Ended up in Marshall. That's just the alleged yep. story. I would be able to believe that because I was very fortunate to be at some of those workouts. All you need is one person to say they're faster than somebody else. And I was, obviously, Pac-Man was in the NFL already whenever I got there. But he was working out with us in the summer so he was a part of the entire culture some of those races that you see that's why like when the pro bowl had those races oh, yeah. it was so cool and then they tried to bring it back and nobody really tried nope. you know what i mean micah went hard and that's unbelievable mm-hmm. tyreek didn't try when no cameras are around and it's just 
people talking massive amounts of shit. Yes. Some guys are taking their shoes off because they're done with workout, just kind of hanging out. And then you got guys lined up running, like whether it's 40, 60, mm, 80, whatever what? it is. The humans are not supposed to be moving as fast no, as these no. fuckers move. And it is phenomenal to watch. That's why the combine is something. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't even get to like really feel it. Like you guys feel it or see it. Yeah. They need to put the regular human running in every single one of those videos. Mm-hmm. They do the Rich Eisen one at the end. But that's not, yeah, you can't do that. He's running in a suit and dress shoes. Like, Just give us a normal fucking human jogging his exactly. 40 and put him on. Do the Drake hologram yeah. mm-hmm. every time of somebody running there just so you can fully understand how fast these 185-pound, yeah. 255, 285-pound very jacked dudes are running. It's amazing what the human is, what the human body is able to do. Yeah, it like made me want to go to the combine because yeah. of that. Because like when you are watching, like Ty said, it's not what it really is when you're in person. Yeah, and he he didn't even he did a couple things, but when you some of those guys like jump before they run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just watches these guys like levitate and you're like. What he didn't even hell? like. He didn't even get down in a in a sprinter stance. He was just he, like, all right, let me. Feel he, did, it. he did. He did three of these. He yeah, was like revving himself up. <laughs> yeah. Had Ferrari shoes on. Yeah, he did. Right. <laughs> That's how they <laughs> activate, <laughs> actually. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. He was referenced earlier yep. to Laramie Tunzel, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the best COVID survivor of all time. Yep. Got COVID. Got stronger. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, father of ten, the president of Ohio, AJ Hawk. AJ, how you doing, pal? Well, first off, uh, I believe I was referenced with Laramie Tunsil. You said I drink my own piss, correct? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, you tried to tell him? Accurate. That is yeah, exactly yeah. how. When when did that ever? When did that ever become tell a thing? us? You know, yeah. I do you remember. talk about life straws and can you drink? directly from your shaft through the life straw if you drink your piss directly and we found out you can't do that yeah we did find out that the life not by trying it out though not by doing it well i didn't know because you just you always raise the question so i think i was just kind of connecting dots yeah like this guy's in great you said it like it was a fact you told him like it 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 is that's my truth he also has eight jugs of piss under the table right now (laughs) that's my truth aj okay with the way you have gone about your life and how physically fit you are, and how open he is to try different things. Absolutely. Always is. And the way you just bring that up so casually all the time. You drink your own pee and all that? It's like, this guy clearly does that. So I guess I'm wrong, is what you're saying? You do not drink your own pee? I have never done it. I have never drank my own urine. I don't. If, if there was a benefit Ticker. to try it. Like, <laughs> Put maybe it on the ticker. If I was 15 years old and you said, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks," I probably would have done it, but luckily I never did. Put it on the Geek ticker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please do. Correction. Please, let, let it be known. <laughs> yes. Correction. No piss, no piss has been drank from him. The all-time leading tackler from the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Actually disputes report. Yep. Mm-hmm. There, you go. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about it? Uh, definitely. Look yeah. at this guy. Yeah. Come on. No, I've, thought, I've heard different MMA fighters talk about doing it, and I always thought, like, what? What is the benefit and why? Well, Patches says it's sterile. Yeah, and he likes good. Yeah. yeah, so that's what Patches was about. I mean, the real the real ones eat their own turds. I've heard about those guys. Really? Sometimes. Yeah. You so consider that yourself good. a real one? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a real one. I'm telling you right now, I am not. I am oh, what do I think? Okay, not a real not one. one. time leading tackler disputes report of <laughs> drinking piss. Mm-hmm. Also. Says not real one. Yeah. All right. We wow. didn't want to happen. That's surprising. That's the way quotes get going these days. That's they how narratives it. get built. I don't like that I'm a part of it. Well, and the amount of narratives, too. 
I mean, there's so many of them. Well, here's another narrative that we just thought of. <laughs> it feels like this has been the longest time during an off-season run yeah. that you have been on the show. For sure. So with that being said, whenever we thought about a feel-good Friday in the middle of the off-season, the middle of summer, with A.J. Hawk. Whoa. Because A.J. Hawk just keeps going. Yeah, his appearances just keep going on and on and on and on. <laughs> we, we said that. That in and of itself is enough for a feel-good Friday. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely. This morning, we were kind of down in the dumps. We sure, were a little, little bit. We didn't know how the day was going to go. We didn't, didn't know, think he was we know what on. color we were seeing. We had no idea what was going on. And then we remembered that these appearances by AJ. Just going on and on and on and on. In the middle of the summer, he's yeah. on a Friday. And I think even if we were to have a show next Friday, he would be on and on and on and on again. And so we're pumped. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. You're a hero, AJ. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. Anything to say, AJ, about uh, your appearances? Who runs the ticker? Who does the ticker, honestly? Who puts that info in there? That's Franklin. Okay. Nick. Hey, congrats to Pack. Honestly, Pack did. I, I think I said you run a four one even, right? You said four five one flat. Four five one. I mean, yeah. And he ran at four five one one five. Yeah, yep. heart is basically the same thing. And outdoors, it's not into the wind like that was very very impressive. Into oh. the wind as a thirty nine year old. And there was people. I saw a lot of comments talking about. Uh, first of all, people were talking about how we need our pavement say, uh, sealed. I agree. That's a <laughs> yeah, lot, that'd man. be cool. I agree. It's a lot of a lot, a lot of ground covered. There's a lot of grass out here too. We probably need fucking flattened and yeah, everything like sure. that. A lot of space that came with this particular Thunderdome. And if anybody would like to come do the concrete, for sure, love to Worry listen to the conversation. First. But we will focus on in here and also being good neighbors. We'll keep the that's right. Hey, we'll cut the grass. Yep. Keep everything up. We want to do that, but the concrete has not been thought of but there was a lot of people that pointed out it was bad concrete which i agree it, it did not look not great but also concrete's a, a fast track aj there's people that are like put them on turf it's like i guess turf would help because there's a little rubber bounce in there but concrete is a good track the issue with the wind that thing flipped on him that was that was tough he's 449 hand time and if he has wind at his back 44 something which he's got to sure. feel very good about yeah, I'd say. And he, he didn't really pop. He said he wasn't going to run anymore, right? But he didn't pop his hammy. He's still fine. I saw he's playing he golf came up today. pretty gingerly. Yeah, he's yeah. strained, I think. He's playing golf today, but I think he's hobbling around. Yeah. I, I think he, well, maybe not. He's got this stuff. Yeah, he might have the Ulysses on. Yeah, yeah. he's great. What is that? What could it? Is it a bomb? What is it? We don't know. What if he's putting ball? Like, what if he is over a frying pan? He's got a little icy hot in there. Yeah. Let me put a little bit of this. Vitamin C in here. Biofreeze. Okay, we put some milk in there. Good Yep, sure. right. And then he's just in there whipping it together. He's, pat, pat, rub this shit in. <laughs> well, what's it called, Ulysses? Well, it's legal. I, I made it. He's the best. He is oh, yeah. the man. He should have a show. 100%. Yeah. And he should be selling this shit. He should be straight on QVC. Straight to HSN. Yeah. Yep. He should be on there selling this stuff. He just pa. That's still a thing. Pa. Oh, yeah. I think the old still... You know what I mean? Infomercial situation late at night. Can you still call and order like, you know, 12 wristbands? Oh, Whatever yeah. they sell? Wristbands? I don't think I understand. Or little pots that make eggs that don't burn, there stuff like go. that. Oh, hey, yeah. look at all the cheese we put in Boom. here. It slides right off. So as seen on TV was one of my favorite parts of stores that you'd walk into. Walgreens. And Walgreens yep. has one CBS. right now. Yes, there used to be a bunch of them, though. Remember, like, uh, what was that goth store? 
Hot Topic. Uh, Spencer's? Hot Topic, Spencer's. They used Spencer's. to have as-seen-on-TV stuff in the mall. You used to walk through there and get it and uh, just stare at them, window shop, and think about how absurd they are. But people have made so much money. That woman from HSN on Shark Tank. It's a Barb? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not Barb. Lori? Lori. Yeah, Lori, Lori there it is. She is. That's not her name. She's like a billionaire yeah, because of, a lot of money. Home Shopping Network. I think it's still going, AJ. I, I think it's still going very okay. strong. Yeah, I mean, hey, I have been a sucker to many products over the years. Yeah, you tell me, pal. I mean, knives. Like those pans, pennies. those pans are not as nonstick as they claim. Yeah, I have to wash it every time. Yeah, yeah I can't do the fucking hi ha every single time. You lied to me, and in doing so. You probably burned down a town in West Virginia. Yeah. I watched that documentary, too, when he created that nonstick stuff, and then he just dumped it into the creek, uh-huh. and then the creek just rolled into the whole town. Is that Aaron Brockovich? Is that the Aaron Brockovich situation? I do believe that's what that um, movie movie's is. from. No. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who might have the answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. He's a guy that has been at every single level of the NFL except for player. Mm-hmm. Okay, never been a player, but I bet this Italian son of a bitch could have if he had. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. This guy would gnaw your Achilles for the good of the team. Mm-hmm. He's a speaker, he's an author, he's an email newsletter motivator writer. He's the host of the Lombardi Line and the GM Shuffle. The guy never stops because his brain never does either. Ladies and gentlemen, pies on Michael Lombardi. Yeah! Hello, Pat. Lombo, Zito told me that the Aaron Brockovich thing was accurate. You were giving us an answer to that. Do you know anything about no, the nonstick I, frying I pans? Another movie. I, I thought it, it wasn't Aaron Brockovich. It was another movie where they finally sued the town. I forget who started it, but there was the creek that was poisoning the kids. Uh, it was in West Virginia, but that wasn't Aaron Brockovich. She was from California, I believe. This one was in West Virginia, and they sued the chemical maker of the Water. town. It was like the biggest chemical in the town. I want to say it was uh, it was Dupont, actually. To be honest with you, it might have been um, the Vaporizer. Oh, Remember sure. that from the movie yep. Envy? Yep. yep, Jack Black. That yep. could have been that yep. when it just made poop mm-hmm. disappear. Yep, and nobody yeah. really knew where I was going. But it does feel like we are creating substances now and things that will utilize them and just go. How does that work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, how does that how does that work? Is there any backlash from this or any rippling effects? And then you just got to kind of compress those feelings and just move forward. That's what everybody kind of does. Yep. But there's certainly some rippling effects. Speaking of, we're in the middle of uh, NFL summer. This time kind of sucks if you're an NFL show. Yes. Lombo, you've been on the air all week. You've been doing stuff. What in the NFL world have you been talking about? From your perspective, what is interesting right now from the NFL world in your eyes? Well, I think a lot of these player props, you know, like who's going to have a good year, you know, coming back, what team can – we know this. We talked at length about this on my show. What We know that the NFL typically turns over the, the playoff teams almost 50%. I think on average over the last 30 years, four playoff teams don't return. Wow. And now we're up to 14. So which ones are those are the conversation? And who's undervalued in the over-under market? You know, I, I think that's really something to look at as, as we see these teams on paper. And then opening day games. I mean, you know, one of the big things we talk about on the Lombardi line is the, the contest out in Vegas, which are popular. You know, the Survivor Contest, all you have to do is pick one winner a week. Sounds easy. It's not. It's, it's really easy. hard. You know, and then you have to then the millionaire contest, which you have to pick five winners every week and easy guy that ends up 73 to 72 percent accurate over over the 18 week season wins a million dollars. So a lot of that opening weekend is going to be fun to see because I, I think it's a little bit not indicative of what the teams really are. Remember last year, Cincinnati hosts Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, what gained 170 yards. Cincinnati turned the ball over five times. Yep. 
And here's a team that at the end up playing in the conference championship game at the end of the year. Okay, so a couple quick things before AJ has his question for you. Whenever you talk about teams turning over and playoff and everything and over-under values, the Rams are at six and a half. We learned that this week from a caller. Mm -hmm. A caller called in and was like, and then we pulled up a dirty graphic who's a Rams fan, and it was basically – it was at seven and a half, and then it moves to six and a half or whatever. They got Matt Stafford. They got Aaron Donald. They got Cooper Cup yeah. back. They still have McVay, who's an incredible play caller. We all believe. I don't know how you feel about it. Six and yeah. a half feels incredibly low in a 17-game season for the Rams, doesn't it? Is that, doesn't that feel like one that we should like? Well, let me give you some facts here. I mean, so they have 40 guys on their team that currently have one year or less. Now, what does that mean? That means they've never played an NFL game. And so there's 40 of their roster belong there. They have how, many, hey, how much is the total roster right now? 100 what? There's only, I think, 85 or 90 somewhere in there. Okay. So almost half of the roster are young players. And you cited Cooper Cup coming off an ACL. You know, two years ago, he was sensational. Averaged 13 yards a catch. Last year, he's down to 10.6. When Stafford played against really good defenses, San Francisco twice, when he played against them, and when he played other good defenses of the year, he averaged six yards per attempt. It was challenging. They couldn't really move the football. And so, to me, I think that number's coming down because there's no depth on the team, because the three pillars of their team, Stafford, Cup, and the great Aaron Donald, maybe two of them aren't quite where they were two years ago. And I think that's why. Donald's going to be a great player. My question, which I've asked many times on my show, is, Say the Rams start off slow and say they're one and five, they're two and six, somewhere in there, and they're headed for Caleb Williams in the draft, right? Do they trade at that point Aaron Donald to a team at the trade deadline? Do we get an NBA trade for Aaron Donald? Because he's truly their only asset, right? They tried to trade Stafford this offseason, the 59 million option bonus. They, you know, they could say they didn't. They can deny it all they want. If they didn't try to trade Stafford, they're, they're, they were negligent in their behavior because n- nobody should have paid $59 million to a player who's really not sure he's going to keep playing. So that's on one side. And then Cup's coming off the ACL. So their only true asset, really, that's marketable is Aaron Donald. And I wonder if they get off to a slow start, do they trade Donald? Okay, so I think you just broke some news there probably. Do you think that the Rams tried to trade Stafford? And do you know that? Or you're just saying any GM worth his salt would be attempting to get out from that contract? Any No, during this offseason, before the, the – I think it was the fourth or fifth day of the trading of the season to begin, when his option bonus was getting ready to kick in, they attempted with, with a lot of effort to trade him. Any team could have had him. The problem was you had absorbed the $59 million, Got it, got it, got it. Right? And so nobody – and the Rams knew there was no way around the $59 million. They couldn't get around it unless they traded him, and somebody else took it. Look, they traded Allen Robinson to Pittsburgh for a flop of sevens, and they paid $10 million to get it off their books. So they know they're in cap trouble. They know it's tough. Now, McVay's a great coach. Let's make no mistake about it. He's a great play caller. But defensively, if you can name who their starting corners are, if you can tell me who else is going to rush the passer besides Aaron Donald, it's going to be a challenge. And they're a young, young team. Dirty, you guys stink, bro. Good runs. Yeah, it's tough right now. You guys won that Super Bowl, though. That's right. Yeah, hell of a hell win. Yeah, right and, at home. That, right? I mean, that's the price of it. They won a Super Bowl. So you say, okay, they did. Well, there's no – they just – it's you, you, can't, you can't lose sight that they won, and they have rings to prove it. Yeah. But going forward, them and Tampa 
are going to struggle. And I think that's why we see Tampa's win total so low. Now, Tampa's got some good players. They just don't – where are they at quarterback? That's the main thing. Baker. Right? And so they, they still have Evans, who's on the last year. He's underpaid at the receiver position tremendously. Do they trade him? Because they haven't done anything. They had four players on the roster that they can maneuver with the cap. They haven't done anything with those guys yet. Wow. Lombo cooking for some teams. Go ahead, AJ. Lombo, I know there was a lot of talk this offseason that McVay may step away from coaching. We've heard it multiple times that the networks are coming after him. Let's say five, ten years from now. Do you think he's more likely to be coaching or in the booth somewhere? I would suspect the booth. I mean, I thought he would go to the booth this year. I, to me, what I said on my pod, and I said, I, if I were the GM of the Rams, I want Sean McVay as my coach. But I don't want him for just one year. I want him for – this is going to take us three years to fix this, right? It, we're going to have to get a new quarterback. Now, look, they love Les Snead, the general manager of the team. He loves Stetson Bennett coming out in the draft. Hell yeah. He loved this tape. He pushed hard for them to pick him, and they did. Do I think Stetson Bennett ends up playing this year for the Rams? I do. I really do, because I'm not sure Matthew Stafford, at his age, taking all the hits that he's taken, his body has gotten so many hits that he can he last 17 games? I would be shocked. Can an arm last 17 games? I would be shocked. So Bennett's going to – we're going to find out. And I think, to me, McVay had to tell Stan Kroenke, look, I'm I'm into this for at least three years. Because if you're only going to come back for one year and then you leave, boy, we're we're, now we're one year further away from where we need to go. Yeah, everything seems to be – a transition for them into the next stage, but they still have the OGs around. Yeah. Let's run it back, but also let's transition. It's kind of happening in Green Bay mm-hmm. as well, it feels like. Tone has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Mike, you talked yeah. about the, the over-unders, and we brought up the Rams there and, and teams that made the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs. Is there any teams that stand out when you've been looking at those markets? Well, I mean, you know, Minnesota won 13 games last year, and I, I, I said this all the time. You know, if Kevin Stefan, if I owned a casino, I wouldn't let Kevin Stefan, I wouldn't let Kevin O'Connell in my in my building. There's just no way. Like he's gonna, he's the lucky, lucky. I mean, he Kevin so O'Connell, many who, who? Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings. They were so fortunate last year, Pat. <laughs> if I owned a casino, I don't know if I let O'Connell into it. You know, he's so good. You know, I mean, he'd probably hit at 19 and get an ace, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's that's how lucky he is. But I, I don't know if, you know, they're over-under, I think, a set at eight and a half. I mean, that's a that's going to tempt people to play that. Cousins is in his last year of his contract, right? And they're not talking about franchising him. So he's playing for something significant here. He still shows good play. Now, he'll carry a debt for their team if they re- if they go somewhere else. They're going to have to find a hair, a, a, a hair apparent to him, especially an economically friendly one. He's been the reason they've been in such financial uh, downfall for so long because he's eaten much of the cap. Hell yeah, to the hairs are all over the place. Yep. The, um, whatever you think about this quarterback documentary coming out on Netflix, Kirk Cousins is one of the quarterbacks being followed. Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. They're, it's like a... Sound, seems like they're doing that drive to survive concept yeah. with the NFL and three quarterbacks. It's coming out next week, I think. It is going to be so fucking good. We got a chance to see. No big deal. Sell out. Fucking sell out. <laughs> Since I sold out, though, I got a chance to see like a four and a half minute thing that they got going on. And I think we have Peyton on on Monday. Let's go. To kind of talk about it because it is an Omaha production. Like, I think people are going to have a lot more respect for Kirk Cousins after watching this documentary and kind of seeing what he goes through behind it and everything like that. What is his legacy going to be, you think? You think he can win a Super Bowl? You think Kirk Cousins can win a goddamn Super Bowl? It feels like he is a hot-button conversation 
everywhere. Yep. Even amongst, I'd assume, Vikings fans. Mm-hmm. Like the way the, yeah, the I, GM I, of the Vikings, the GM of the Vikings said, it, amongst other things, we don't, we, don't, we don't have like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers guy. We have mm-hmm. Kirk uh-huh. Cousins, yeah, you know, Kirk. like, but Kirk, 13 wins. You see, he's won a playoff game mm-hmm. down in New Orleans. He's had success. He's thrown for big time. He's got the chain. You uh-huh. think Kirk's a guy who win a Super Bowl? And if that was to happen, would you be surprised, I guess? You know, I, I think this, I, I truly believe that all most quarterbacks, I would say 95% of the quarterbacks in the league need to be managed correctly. I think there's very few Patrick Mahomes, very few Peyton Manning. So I think it's a lot of it is how do you manage the quarterback? How do you set him up for the most success? Uh, and, and that's something Parcells would talk endlessly about. You know, the quarterback is somebody we have to fix and build around, not somebody who's going to carry us. And Kirk has done a great job. There's no question about that. He's put up a lot of yards. You know, he's got a little bit of the Jim Everett phobia to him. You know, he's put up a lot of yards, but hasn't won. Warren Moon's in the Hall of Fame, put up a lot of yards. Got the one conference final game in his career. So, you know, for me, I think Kirk can still play really well. I think you've got to have the right supporting cast around him. I think the one thing that hurt has hurt Kirk in his stint in Minnesota is they have not been a great offensive line. And if Cousins gets protection and he, and you keep that pocket clean – he can do some damage. There's no question about that. They got rid of Victor the Viking, too, right? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. booted him. Jeez, Elise. Go ahead, AJ. Running his mouth. Lombo, I know you you love uh, speaking about the Chicago Bears, and Zito there oh, in studio loves his Bears. What do you, uh, what's your, I guess, prediction for them, and how do you think this season goes? I get tweets about well, how bad luck. I mean, look, I, I, I think <laughs> any – Look, I think we we have a hard time in this in in this world going from understanding what good is to what really great is. You know, all, immediately everybody's great. You know, Dame Lillard's the greatest Portland Trailblazer who ever played the game, and yet people forget Bill Walton, people forget Clyde Drexler. You know, and so we we tend to jump right away into great. I think it's no. it Matt. If Matt Eberflus is honest and he can win seven games this year from three, he's really showing tremendous progress. Oh, yeah. Wins. Okay. You know, I, I think that's really what I, my concern about the Bears are oh, when you raise these expectations that they're going to go from three wins to ten wins, I mean, they're not quite equipped for that yet. You know, and I know their GM has been sleeping in the office and doing all that, but this oh, isn't yeah. like a, a one thing you can do, right? Like, <laughs> you're going to have to build this thing over time. Like, it takes time, you know, so uh, it, it's not going to happen instantaneously. you got to get good. Before, look at the Denver Nuggets. You know, they talked about it. They, you got to get good, and when you get good, you got to understand what it takes to win great. And then when you get great, you got to handle expectations. There's, there's steps you have to go through as a team. And, and I think they they're on that step. They got to take that first step. I don't know. Can they? We'll see. Got to take those steps. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I think they're on that. that they're on step one, zero. Step zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you win three games. Yeah. Your average point differential is 8.5 points per game in that game. Right. OK. Your quarterback doesn't throw the football. They threw 22 passes per game, yet they were behind by eight and a half points almost every game. And everybody's saying all of a sudden he's going to come out there and light it up and all of a sudden become Danny Marino and start flicking it around the field. Come on, calm down. Let's just let's put this thing in pace. Let's get some confidence going. Let's you know, we're a little league team. Let's get some hits. Let's get get bats on balls. I mean, people get so offended when you say it. It's like, look, I'm just trying to lower the expectations like you know we got to get somewhere i mean been sacked 91 times how about if we just get sacked 20 times this year maybe that's a step right 
Huh? It'd be big. How about 71 less sacks? Yeah. yeah. Only Evan losing Cole. by five points instead of eight. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, those would be steps. But, you know, everybody in Chicago thinks that you hate them, that you have a vendetta. Oh, you know, but let me just say this. Let me just say this. And I, I'm going to – everybody in Chicago hated me on Mitchell Trubisky, too. They told me not even to come to town. They said if I ever landed at O'Hare Airport that Tommy Lee Jones was probably going to be at the airport like the fugitive. They'll <laughs> nice. arrest me, you know. Nice. So, like, no, no. And, and how'd that work four. out for you? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. good time. Well, it's also tough to lower expectations when you got, you know, Dan Olshowski saying that Justin Fields is going to win MVP this year. Yeah, yeah. what's that? That's why you have a mute button. That's why you have a mute button. That's right. why God gave us a mute button. <laughs> Dan Olshowski, when he started talking about the, the. When he starts talking about Fields being in the MVP cup, when he starts, well, when he starts giving you the top five quarterbacks of all time, mute. When he starts giving you the Fields, mute. There's, that's why you got that button. You mute it, man. Look, he's entitled to his opinion. I just don't have to listen to it. What was the problem with the top five, huh? No, who? I, I mean, he didn't have Joe Montana. Like, look, I've been around Brady and Montana. I've been blessed in my life, okay? You know, you don't have Joe Montana in your top five quarterback. You don't – I mean, look, the guy had hyperthermia in the Cotton Bowl, right? And he led the – they came out at halftime drinking chicken soup and led the the, the, the Notre Dame fighting Irish to the, to the Cotton Bowl. And Dan Devine became the head coach of A.J.'s Green Bay Packers. So – like, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Here's Dan Oshofsky's top five. <laughs> Tom Brady, obviously. Patrick Mahomes on his way. John Elway, this one's for John. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Dan Marino. Love what he's doing down there with Dan Marino, the Pittsburgh great. Obviously- I love Marino. I love Marino. I love Marino. Nobody loves Marino more. But how about Otto Graham? Do you know, does he even know how many won, how many championships Otto Graham won in nope. his career? He doesn't know. Nope. He probably got one, just like old uh, what's his face, one hit. Yeah, Dan, I mean, how about how about a guy by the name Bruce of Johnny Bruce Unitas? How about Johnny Unitas? Okay. Like, what about him? He, like, maybe we could put him in that. Group. He wasn't on Jim Irsay's. To be fair, Unitas wasn't even on Jim Irsay's top list. Peyton wasn't. Well, no, I mean, neither I, of them. I, I, I can't see. Look at the numbers. I mean, it's amazing. I, you know, what I try to do in my new book is I try to compare players from the like, like let's take Dick Buckus for example. All right. right? Oh yeah, Bear Buckus can't really. He couldn't play today. That's bullshit. He could play today. Thank he you. would be the best fifth blitzer. He doesn't have to drop in a coverage. He would be Makai Parsons, dominant. He would be physical. I mean, big linebackers, those middle linebackers were the dominant players. Yeah, I think we're not respecting this enough. You're laughing at me, Pat. That's not fair. Lavo, <laughs> you get nobody's names right. Like, not even. A sweet in, name, Makai. Yeah, you yeah. should change it. It's amazing. <laughs> I get I Makai. get Parsons name wrong all the time, don't I? I get I get it. That's stuck not in the only head. one. Hey, Lombo, listen, you just keep rolling, all right? Yeah, Your brain, keep going. you don't need to worry about the semantics. Love you, Lombo. The only reason why Ty brought that whole thing up that you didn't take is because the way you pronounced Dan Orlovsky's name the last time. <laughs> oh, wow! I, I, I just call him Danny O. Look, my wife's Polish. I can't get I can't get it all straight, <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jackson Smith and Jigma last yeah, time yep. in Jogbo. Oh yeah, you God. got me that one. Yeah, I never, I've been able to get that one right ever. I got to practice that one for a while. But that's no, why, you know no, what? no, no, don't no, do that. No. Don't do it's that. It's a part of your thing. Yes. It's, a, it's a part of your thing. <laughs> you, you when know? I was in the draft, I just nicknamed him. It was easier Smart, to yeah. nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best. <laughs> uh, Lombo, you're the best. Connor has a question for you, pal. <laughs> yeah, Lombo, just quickly on that name thing. You called uh, Mike Kosicki Mike Gillespie last year, and I haven't referred to him as anything other than Gillespie since then. <laughs> 
Uh, but <laughs> you mentioned, you know, teams, four teams from each side that probably won't make the playoffs next year. Obviously, from what you said about the Vikings, they're one of those teams, I would assume, that you would have on their your list that would not go back. Who else do you think might be in danger there, both in the AFC and in the NFC? And because of that, who do you think is just going to come out of nowhere? You know, I think the AFC is really hard to predict, right? I think whoever you put in the AFC is going to be a challenge. You know, Miami last year, can they do it again this season if Tua stays healthy for all the games? You know, what – Buffalo, are they going to recoup? Are they going to get back together again? I mean, Whoa. I don't know. I think there's so many good AFC teams, it's hard for me to go there. Denver's going to be much improved. There's no question about that. With Sean Payton as their head coach, they're going to be uh, much improved. Will the Chargers improve? Uh, I saw a video. <laughs> Russ is so, uh, Russ is so uh, bad. Lombo, I well, don't know well, if you saw a rusty will dog. I mean, this guy... He looks sweet. To what me, <laughs> wonder if you know. There's a great thing. If he doesn't play well, does he go to Jarrett Stidham? Does he play Jarrett? Because I mean, Sean's got nothing invested in Russell Wilson. See, when you don't have anything invested in pl- bringing the player in, your tolerance for bad play is a lot shorter. Yeah, but as he's seen, but this. I, I think in the AFC, you could pick any one of these teams, and you could make a case for against the NFC's a little cha- harder. Like, I think Green Bay is going to be better than we think they are. Yes, I agree. Because Green Bay defensively is pretty good. They gave up 17 points in the last five games of the season. You know, their comeback, if Jair Alexander's healthy and, and he's playing, their kicking game is much improved with Rich Basachi. So I, I think they'll be much better. And that division to me isn't an elite division. You got Chicago, you got Detroit, who's good. How good will Detroit be? Are they better on defense? And then Minnesota. I love that Chicago was the first one you said. When that, that division not that good, <laughs> Chicago, yeah, for instance, say, that's what Chicago people are going to say. Always this guy's first thing is just Chicago <laughs> saying, number one overall not, pick. At least he gave us big buckets. You guys had number one overall pick, though, also. That gets forgotten about because Carolina so, traded up there. Mm-hmm. So everybody yeah. forgets that Chicago Bears were the worst team in football last year. Yeah. Like, that's just what they were. But it is big city, awesome city. Number two. Mm-hmm. Certainly number three, and I think it's – Pull, you're getting pulled away. Too. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think it's getting worse. Teams worse. are, yeah, cities are about to pass it. Actually. Yeah, LA's getting. Phoenix, Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston. So just... Lombo would have drafted a quarterback? Uh, let's talk just real quick, real quick here. I don't want to continue to bury the Bears. Mm-hmm. Give Lombo a chance okay. to do that. Let's bury the Broncos. Okay. Okay. Have you seen this video from Russell? Honestly, Lombo. No, I haven't. I don't. I've this not is seen a last. I saw the one on. I will. I have seen the one on Trey Lance going through the bags. I've okay. seen that one. Okay, this is not Trey Lance. This is last year. This Similar. is a, this is a Russell Wilson from last year yes. video. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson kind of been low key, lay low. Mm-hmm. Uh. Ooh, oh, shimmy shake. Oh, 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 oh. You see that? Uh, you see that, Lombo? Oh, he He's back away. having a blast at the house with the wife, obviously. Yeah, and in the video that we watched from the Sierra content, which it feels like a reality TV show, she just asked him if he could get out of the car and do a dance with her because she just wanted to dance. Oh. He didn't want to. Oh, he's, he's back. back. He's back. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh, 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 wrong way. Sorry about that. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. So, <laughs> this, is, uh, this feels like a last year Russell Wilson video coming out now. Yeah. He obviously looks like he's in better shape. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson this year with Sean Payton? And you said. I think we're going to. I think we're going to know fairly quickly. I think one of the things we don't talk enough about with older quarterbacks and, and I, is the fact that when they get hit so much, their eye level comes down. 
and they don't work the pocket. The ladder in the pocket is one of the most important things a quarterback has. If Brock Purdy would have worked the ladder in the 49er game uh, and, and not had Hassan Riddick hit his elbow, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. But he kind of was late to work the pocket. Quarterbacks that get hit too much, Stafford, Russell Wilson, they have a tendency to not work the pocket. They don't climb the ladder. They want to run out sideways. That's what Russell's been doing. Just get out of the pocket. Hey, you mean come back up in here, right, 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 right? Yep. We're going back. Climb the ladder. Work it. Hi, 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 hi. Nobody's open. Hi, Mm -hmm. hi. Because your offensive line pushing people by, you see. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you got to get back But when you start going that sideways like that, then it becomes a real problem. And your eye level's down. And one of the things we look for in quarterbacks is yards per attempt. When your yards per attempt is starting to go on a steady stream downward, that's a concern because you're not looking up the field. You're looking at the right guard, who he missed his block. You're looking at the left tackle. Oh, no, he wasn't very good. So I, and that's been Russell, 189 yards rushing last year. You know, there was a time where he would get 50 first downs rushing in the, in the season, you know, but he slowly has t- not done that. And I think you can look great in OTA days and you can look great in minicamp. But once you get hit, once you get that punch in the nose, everything kind of goes away. And you've got to see if he can regroup. Now, you know, there was a time where Kurt Warner, when he went from when he went from the Rams to the Giants, his eye level was down. And and at the Giants, his experience was not good. And he got it back at, at Arizona and he became the Hall of Fame player in Arizona. Can Russell do that? I don't know. I just don't know yet. Sean Payton did not trust the offensive line either. He went in there and said, we're moving this whole thing. So hopefully Sean Payton with that move was able to tell Russell, I'm worrying about the same thing you are. Hopefully confidence and trust will get built back up. And hopefully we'll be able to see not just electrifying dancing, Russ. Mm -hmm. Let's see him on the field doing his thing because letting Russ cook is a lot of fun on primetime. Yes. If he's playing well. Last year, they were a fucking bismal to watch. The worst. It was terrible. Everything about it was bad. Hopefully they'll get better. A team we never talk about. Todd, go ahead. Your question for Lombo. Yeah, Lombo. You kind of touched it a little bit, but in terms of like a uh, if you had to pick one dark horse team, um, like last year, Seattle going into the season, everyone was saying like, hey, this team is absolutely terrible. They're for sure going to get a you know top three pick in the draft and probably draft a quarterback. And then Geno Smith wins comeback player of the year. They go to the playoffs. And now, you know, who knows what they're going to be this year. But if there is one team from either the NFC or the AFC who you think would have that type of season, who do you think it would be? You know, I really like Carolina's team. I, I think they, wow. they, if they can get production from Bryce Young in terms of not making mistakes with the football and playing within himself and the leadership that he's going to bring to their team, they're good on defense. That offensive line improved last year, and they can run the football effectively. Uh, so I, I like them. I really do. I, I like Atlanta, what they've done defensively. I'm just not sure that Ritter's ready to be the starting quarterback and they're ready to be this explosive offense if they put the ball in his hands. I think that I, I think that's a concern. I think we're underestimating Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, too. Oh. Because Mike Vrabel. Mike well, Vrabel hold on, hold on, Lombo. Weren't they saying Vrabel was just – remember whenever those rules got passed, they were like – Vrabel kind of lost his fastball. Yeah, lost laid fastball. down. Yep. Remember that, that people were saying that? People were saying Vrabel oh, lost his fastball. Walked all over him. I, we would never say this, obviously. Because no. we know what he is capable of, what he is built from. Mm-hmm. He's an Ohio fuck. Mm-hmm. Through and through. With a football IQ 
that goes on and on and on and on. But you're right. Nobody's really talking about the Titans at all because everybody in the AFC South is talking about the Indianapolis Colts. They have the Richardson right. really? as being the next big team. You're, you're saying the Vrabes-led Titans are going to be a squad with Derrick Henry healthy, maybe? Well, I think if they're healthy defensively. Look, I mean, last year was one of the most incredible games when they played that Sunday night game in Kansas City with – with no quarterback, got one first down in the second quarter and then didn't get another one, and they got the game into overtime. I mean, that's remarkable. They played ten, They played Jacksonville, who we're all in love with, right? Jacksonville's end-of-the-year game against Tennessee with Joshua Dobbs at quarterback, that's a 17-10 game with Tennessee trying to move in the ball before okay. Dobbs gets strip-sacked. I mean, they, they're not a bad team. Now, they didn't touch Tannehill's contract. Right. So he's making 25 million all in paragraph five, which means they don't want to put any more money into future cap problems. So Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. I mean, this nonsense that Will Levis is going to beat out Tannehill, I think is ridiculous. I just think it's, I mean, he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. How's he going to beat out Tannehill now? Oh, he became a different player. He became a different player. Remember, he got he's a rookie. He's a first year player. It's going to be hard for him to beat out Tan. I'm just telling you, it's going to be hard for Mike Vrabel to stand in front of the team and say, fellas, you know, Will's going to take over, even though Ryan's – you guys have been in locker rooms. Yeah. The, if the coach loses all his credibility when he tries to invent a starter than when the guy earns the job. And it's going to be hard for him to earn that job in a year. So you're saying Vrabel has not lost his – people are saying this, not us. Wow. People are saying Vrabel no longer really an Ohio yeah. Falk. No. This is his last year in Tennessee. Doesn't have a fastball anymore. You, you don't think that's the case? I, th- I think anytime people think that you're just in the one year, nobody can do this job half-ass, right? you got to be fully vested. And look, Mike Rabel knows he's coaching for his coaching future. Because if you go and lay down and don't and, and take that attitude, then you don't want to be a head coach. I think that's really probably not the right way to look at it. I think Rabel's one of those guys who proved him everybody wrong with his career. Third-round pick, Pittsburgh, signs with New England and free agency. Yeah. I think his whole mantra is overcoming. Okay, so you think he still got it though? You're saying it just says somebody. I think he does. I mean, I would see. No, I mean, look, I probably don't think he's happy with the with the amount of talent that he's been given on that team and the blown draft picks that they've had, especially high picks where they haven't been able to to get them on the field. It's good to hear, Harley or Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jay, that's good to hear about Frames, isn't it? Still got it. They say. Great to hear. I don't know where you're hearing these internet rumors about him losing anything, though. Well, that's just what the internet's saying. Yeah, yeah. they are. That's why it wasn't me saying that. Obviously, I would never say that about Vrabes. I, he put his big mitt on me. We're going to probably see him out of Tahoe. Yeah, I love that guy. And all these people that are saying he lost his fastball, I'm like, you've never seen that guy's fucking mitts, bro. Yeah. He, he's, he's got the fastball. Mm-hmm. They're running him out of town. You pound. know, he's a strategist. I mean, the guy does a great job of managing the game, and I think his team buys into him. Uh, and his defense is good now. I mean, let's be clear. His defense is good. Will they miss David Long? Perhaps they would. They missed him last year when he got hurt. But I do think they'll be good on defense. With Jeffrey Simmons inside, they could be a disruptive team. Remember, we started looking at him and obviously saying this is everybody that is a part of this conversation is going to be like, don't do that, and people on the internet. But we started looking at Vrabel as a guy like, hey, his team's going to be in it. Yes, no matter what. No matter what. His team is going to be in it. No matter what his team is, because it, to your point, they had like 80-some guys going IR one year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They had people rolling in onto the team on Thursday playing like actual meaningful minutes yeah. on Sunday. And it got to the point where it was like, Vrabel will figure out how to keep his team in this game. Now in the fourth quarter late, will they be able to steal one or win it? We don't know, but he'll have them there. And it was almost like Belichickian. It yeah. was almost like the way we started talking about it was like, Bill will have his team. Mm-hmm. It might be ugly football. Yes. Mm-hmm. This might be very boring to watch. 
but Bill will have his team in it. Yeah. Tomlin. V- Tomlin, same exact way. Like, Vrabel, we started viewing him that way pretty quickly. Yeah. And now we've not chatted about the Titans at all. Nope. Not at all. It's not been talked about. A little sleeping giant down there in Nashville. Okay. What a city. I don't know how they get any rest with all those options. Down on that Broadway. Yeah, tough place to play. Everybody's got a bar down there. I, I don't know if I would do well as a Titan. <laughs> no I, way. I don't think I should be in that city. But, Lombo, we hope to one day be in a city with you so we can give you a hug and thank yep. you for everything. You're the man, pal. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. What do you got this weekend? You on a boardwalk this weekend or what? No, I'm going I'm to I'm be back here in the Pat McAfee kitchen back here. I'm just doing some grilling, you know, hanging out at the <laughs> beach, just chilling around. That's all. Hey, well, I hope you enjoy it because mm-hmm. you live in that cold beach town mm-hmm. yeah. for all those months for right That's now. Right. We, yeah. If not now, when? And, and today's one of those days that would take a lot of you to kill you. It's too nice out here today. <laughs> if not you, then who? Ladies and gentlemen, it's, Michael Lombardi. Thanks, guys. For us to figure out is what's going on in the sports world. In next Saturday, there is an electrifying bout taking place in the city of Detroit, Michigan. Hell yeah. Live on the zone, it is a rematch. Not just a rematch that just shouldn't be talked about. No, a rematch of epic proportions. Mm. The lady that's joining us right now is 14 and 1. The one in her 14 and 1 is the person she'll be fighting Whoa. next Saturday night. Okay. Whoa. Vengeance in all of the super featherweight belts in the entire world are on the line as the champion who joins us right now puts them on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia, the bomb, bomb gardener. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? I feel good about the announcement. I I did a lot of research, okay, into this entire thing. I did not know the past beef we had with Lena Dotal that you're going to be fighting. Let's fucking beat her ass, Alicia. Let's do this. Listen, I'm so ready to take a bitch to Pound Town. Yeah. And really just just put it all in. I've been doing 11 rounds, 13 rounds. I've never felt so amazing and prepare for such a better camp than this fight right here. Okay, you're eight days out. That's great to hear. We should be peaking. I don't, I've never Let's been go. through a fight camp, but I've seen <laughs> others that have tried to get into shape. We're getting to the point where we need to be at our absolute best. How'd you get into boxing, Alicia? Because obviously this morning, as I was thinking about our conversation, uh, women in combat sports have obviously had legends for a long, long time, but it feels like it's much more accepted now than it maybe it was even 10, 20 years ago, or maybe a dream of people. How'd you get into boxing? and what is your obsession with it? You know, I first have to recognize that wrestling was my first sport that transcended into boxing. So just the the buildup and what wrestling did for me and the confidence, my, you know, after wrestling, my dad's like, hey, what about boxing? I'm like, okay, why not? And it just stuck. You know, it's a competitive sport. I'm, I'm competing against men and it's just building my confidence as I continue to grow in the sport and I love it. And I just been able to see myself grow into this fighter, like, and just defend myself. It doesn't matter gender. I put the work in and I'm ready to just show the world who I am. Wrestle. Oh my God. So many boys crying. Oh, oh my God. Oh. I see those videos all the time. On so many boys. Oh my <laughs> God. Mad. 
Alicia, you know what they have to answer to from all their friends immediately yep. after you fucking ragdoll them, too, which is, I bet, an even better feeling of fulfillment. In boxing, every day you're training, you fight dudes in there? How, how's, the, how's the training go? And what is a normal normal day? Like, you say you're doing 11 rounds. That feels like a long time. What's, what's a normal day look like? Yeah, so first, we are sparring men. Um, you know, again, the men prepare me. They keep me sharp. And um, it's just something that builds me as a fighter. But for camp, we purposely have women because that's who I fight at the end of the day. So, you know, we go two minutes and it's a 10 round fight. So that's um, those are what women go. And then, you know, men, they fight three minutes, 12 rounds. So um, we're right where we need to be. Golly, I couldn't even imagine. I would vomit all over the place. Immediately. Go ahead, AJ. I'm curious about the atmosphere, like in the locker room right before a fight with you and your team. What's it like? Is it is it tense? Is it music playing? Is it loose? Like, how do you feel? And has that has that kind of changed through the course of your career? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a calm setting. It's the calm before the storm. You know, this is the fun part. The fight's the fun part. The training's the hard part. So this is just like you know, there's no nerves. This is like, AB, you do this for a living. Have fun. Go out there and do what you do best and win. Have you ever? So it's it's. What music are we playing in there? Some Detroit-owned music, some Get Ready, some Crunk, some Trills, some I'm About to Beat a Bitch Up. (laughs) I love everything about that, you know, because we used to drive to a parking lot, and we would just put on one song that we thought would, you know, really get us going. And then some guys would come back with their asses beat. Yeah, mm-hmm. some blood. And some guys would have won. It's like, well, maybe not the same song for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Bia, Bia Bia was very loud <laughs> going in there. I uh, couldn't even fathom the gladiator mindset that you really need to get in there. You said you grew up wrestling. You box. And I read that you liked the WWE. That's, that seems like, right? That's, that's going to... You're the, you're the fucking champ, aren't you? Undisputed, super featherweight... Of the world. Every, you have championships right now in the WBC, what? IBO, what? WBO, what? and IBF. I didn't even know all those motherfuckers existed. You're the <laughs> champion of all of them. Feels like yeah. WWE would be a natural fit. Is that is that something that's been on your radar? Yeah, I mean, I can do it all, and I'm open to just anything that's available. And wrestling, again, that's, that's my sport. So I would love to head arm a bitch. Connor has a question for you, Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, how long do you think you want to go? Obviously, the WWE is one of those things where, you know, you could easily transition to, especially with what you've done already, but you've kind of conquered the super featherweight division already. Is there like a set date or are you just kind of going until it's one of those things where you feel that you're ready for the next step in your life? Yeah, you know, we want the champions at 135. You know, I want to move up in weight. I want to conquer 135, become undisputed at 35 and potentially 40. I just believe my skill is superior than the women that I see right now and that it's about making statements and really solidifying who Alicia is in the sport of boxing, not just women's boxing. Hey, just real quick. You ever... uh... AJ, you know a question's coming. <laughs> you ever uh, put the Oculus on and box in the Oculus? No, never. Never tried it. It's pretty legit. It's real, they say. They say it's real. Yeah. <laughs> they say, they, no, I have seen. Yeah, really? You have seen it? You have respect for it? Um, Maybe not. <laughs> Alicia, see, here's the thing. I don't want to get punched in the actual face, you know? But mm. boxing is an incredible workout. Like, 
you're what you guys do is fucking miserable. We we said yeah. this literally yesterday to Nate Diaz and Jake Paul, and obviously I'm excited to get your take on kind of what you think Jake has done with MVP and the spotlight that's been brought back on the boxing. I feel through him as somebody who is an outsider, but I asked them both if they've ever done the Oculus boxing because I don't want to get punched in the actual face, and they ba- basically just just shoot it off. But on the internet, the company that owns the game told me the boxers would say it's most similar. Yeah. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So I feel like I've been bamboozled a little. <laughs> Boom! That's me knocking somebody out, Alicia. He's fucking dead, dude. Real ring. I'm in the lower I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to try it. Oh, I would need to know what you think if it's real or not, too, because I don't want to accidentally one day just wake up and have this exuberant amount of confidence. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just knocked out eight people in the Oculus. I'm going to go down to a boxing gym and <laughs> see what happens and just get my face pounded. Don't need that. I love it. Let's talk about it. boxing, though, the sport. Jake Paul, obviously, the boxing purist at the beginning, hated everything it was about, I think. They were mad at boxers or fighters that were taking boxing matches against him because it was an embarrassment to the sport. He's making a mockery out of this. I feel like what Jake Paul is trying to do now, here we are three years later, has really come to fruition. Boxing is at a place that I think it hasn't been in in some time. You're in that world. I'm not. Do you agree with that or do you not agree with that? Yeah, there was some necessary changes that happened along the way with that. I think Jake, you know, shined light on the sport in the necessary areas as far as low pay, you know, competition fights and even just fighters who haven't got their shot to even be on, you know, on TV, really. And again, you know, he's he's doing it for the women for Amanda Serrano. So I think, you know, at first people were like, hey, you know, he's taking this as a joke. But I think long term wise, he shifted the narrative to say, hey, I'm putting people in seats. We're bringing a different crowd of eyes to the sport of boxing and helping other fighters really get those big paydays. Hell yeah. I think I've paid attention to more boxing since it's all started. Can't wait to watch you next week against a uh, a known opponent tone has a question for you yeah i do i saw that the last time you fought her was five years ago so can you even take anything from that fight or have you guys just changed so much that you just kind of put that one aside man i, I put that in aside i put that aside like i'm a completely different fighter at first i'm like this is redemption but i'm like listen i redeem myself by becoming undisputed i'm a completely different fighter a well-rounded fighter and I'm just, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for this lick back that I want. And just to really show her, like, who you thought that was ain't who it is now. Uh-huh. Nah, New me. This is undisputed me. me. Yeah, this is undisputed me. I love everything about it. Does she have a style that you like? Like a favorable style for your, your fighting style now at this stage? Listen, she's, she's opening up to get hit, and that's my target. Hey, I got that on like the that. Oculus. So Boom. in the Oculus, they uh, you actually can go in front of a dummy. <laughs> they got right. a dummy there, and they got these little sensors. Like, hey, we're looking for right here. Mm-hmm. Obviously looking for right here. Kidney. The kidney. We're fucking mm-hmm. that thing up. You know what I mean? We got a high-looking. Mm-hmm. Alicia, I can't wait to watch you go to work. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Alicia, obviously you've dominated you know, your division in boxing, and it sounds like you don't want to stop anytime soon. But when you do have that uh, wrestling background, and you see kind of – some of like the uh, stars that have been made in the UFC. I mean, I know we talk about the WWE, but um, is the UFC you'd some, something you'd entertain, or is it tough because then that's just you know you got to dedicate yourself to multiple disciplines as opposed to you know just focusing on boxing and kind of dominating right now. 
You know, the UFC um, is definitely an option for me. Again, I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. I love that I'm able to do a lot of things. And, you know, this could be like a, a Mayweather-McGregor type fight, whoever their champion is over there. So, you know, Ooh. I'm up for it. I'm ready. Well, we can't wait to watch you just mm -hmm. kind of take over the world. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Good. What are the next eight days? Are we just uh, we're obviously eating incredibly clean? What? We're drinking water. What? We're sleeping well. What? Are we still trying to get better in the ring or cardio wise, or are we shutting it down for a week? What are Listen, we? We we checked all the boxes. Now we just relaxing, watching sparring, and you know I make weight easy. I'm already on weight, so the the hard part's over. We just sit back, relax, and wait for fight week next week, and. Prepared to beat ass on Saturday night. Yep. Love that. What are you doing Friday? Well, I'm preparing to kick somebody's ass tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Good luck out there. We can't wait right. to watch on the zone. Yep. There's also other fights obviously taking place that are going to be big. Bitter rivals. Richardson Hitchens and Montana Love Clash. Oh, nice. Montana Love. I didn't know that person existed. Great fucking name. Yep. Great name. And Cuban amateur sensation Andy Cruz will make his pro debut Ooh. in Detroit next Saturday. Alicia, good luck and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, what are we doing? We got, you know, are we... Uh, that body? That body, Holy shit. I didn't know you were brought... Obviously, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Incredibly you dumb. are jocked. Jock. You are jocked. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Hell oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia Ball. Gun stuff. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Jocked. Jocked. Fucking jocked, jocked yeah, dude. Jocked. jocked. So jocked. No dude. crop jocked. in her diet. No, no. She's not eating crop. No, no way. No way, especially now. Mm -hmm. Hayes in the barn, she said. Checked all the boxes. Yep. yep. Now we're just kind of watching, sparring things, feeling good, going in there fresh in Detroit. Detroit's had a pretty good little run here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Best run they've ever had, ever some had. would say. The Lions are people like them, and they're good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good team. The NASCAR, uh, IndyCar was up there. Yep. Golf was up there. Yep. yep. NFL draft is coming. Yep. Summer slams up there. Boom. Hikers aren't it's, terrible. It's summertime in, in Michigan. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Dude, they had um, they had Tim Robinson up there throwing. Some yeah, yeah. Him from Detroit. Guy. I didn't know he was he from Detroit. Sweet pants on yeah. too. He's from Detroit. I didn't know that. Yeah, it makes sense. He did a Detroit show, I think. Yeah, it's called Detroiters. The Detroiters. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then he had oh, his other nice. show, uh, his silent comedy show, goes up there, I think, every year. I will say, I have not gone back and looked at... Uh, you mean the one the frat guy, all the frat guys go to? Oh, I'm shoveling! <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm in a house! I'm in a house! <laughs> There's people that watch this show that have never seen that show. Nope. Mm -hmm. Or people that have seen that show. Mm -hmm. And they have no idea why we like that show. Tim Robinson has been having to deal with that his entire life. Yep. That's right. The fact that he's from Detroit and he's got that grit is the only reason why we've made it to a point that he has his own Netflix series that we all get to see. Yep. So I'd like to thank him and Detroit for creating that mental toughness yes. when there were so many people telling him to shut the fuck up and yeah. he's not funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now, look at him, dude. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> look at those pants. So sweet. I wonder if he, like, bowled the first pitch down. Yeah, like what? Is, how does he act in public? Yeah, we don't. I, I just want to see the, I just want to see the show in public. Yes, you know, just as he's, well, hey guys. I would imagine <laughs> yeah, he's very that's... shy because people probably want him to just be like screaming and getting in their faces constantly when he's in public. Yeah, I would assume that the new found, not that it, he wasn't popular before, but 
I didn't know the motherfucker existed before a couple months ago, oh. and I assume I'm not the only one. Uh, mm -hmm. Now. Him out in public now. Oh. I couldn't even fathom what people say to Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So many. Driver Cruder, <laughs> I'm going to steal your fucking decals. These pants aren't helping the cause. I mean, oh. me, maybe he's thinking, I'll wear these pants so all people want to talk about is these pants instead mm -hmm. of me riding yeah. a, yep. a zip, a zip line, line, line into a pool. Yeah, over and over. In all. Oh, on and on and on, yeah. All right, let's go to a couple phone calls and get the hell out of here on this Feel Good Friday. These frat guys want to kill me. They hate it so much. <laughs> wanting to die because he was wearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so fucking hot in here. You did too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Tim. Oh. Tim. All right, let's go to some phones. Uh, let's go to Trent in Indiana. What's going on, Trent? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, not too shabby, uh, Trent. We would say keep it moving, but it's Feel Good Friday. So I genuinely want you to know. Have a great one, Trent. Yeah, All right, thanks yeah. for the call, yep. Bob. <laughs> Love you, Trent. Oh, I'm having a blast. I'm oh. having a blast. Hey, oh. to kind of ride this Feel Good ahead. Friday, what do, um, if, as a Chiefs fan, I felt the positive move of all the success of the Chiefs. Now I can happily oh. say this. Like, who do you guys would say in a Super Bowl would benefit the most? If, if the yeah. NFL could script it, would you say like a Lions Bill Super Bowl would oh. be the best? Because you know it'd be like a win-win yep. situation for both fan bases. What do y'all think? Lions, Bills, yeah, because they both have never. Not Thank you, Trent. What about Thank you, Trent. The if NFL is not trying to have the Detroit Lions in the Super yeah. Bowl. No. I, I just, it's not their opening first day. Choice. Opening no. day, not their first choice. Yeah, for opening day, it's like yeah, we'll give them opening day. But remember, I mean, Justin Tucker <laughs> hits a seventy-five yard field goal that yeah. bounces in. Right. Yeah, it was after a clear delay game. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think Detroit Lions fans are ever going to get on board with thinking that the NFL wants them to win. No, I 100% agree. I actually know so many people from the state of Michigan that aren't Detroit Lions fans because they've been bad for so long. Yeah, but so the Lions would be sweet if they were to go, great feel-good story, the specials would be good. But the NFL is looking for, if if you were to think the NFL is just this big money-grubbing, uh, corporate yep. bullshit yeah. scripting thing, they want L.A. versus New York. Mm -hmm. Or the Cowboys. <laughs> or the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they want yeah. Cowboys, New York Jets, Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jets-Cowboys. Jets-Cowboys yes. would be amazing. Jets-Rams would be amazing. Incredible. That, that's Cowboys-Bills. Yeah, anything. Mm -hmm. Cowboys-Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, see? Buffalo. Well, but like throwback from those like Super Bowls, 90s. you know, when the, the Bills couldn't win. But it, it depends on what narrative you're trying to build yeah. on what the NFL cares about. If the NFL cares about just big market, big money, you would th you would think it'd be New York, L.A., or Dallas mm -hmm. because Cowboys are obviously America's team. If it's just like storylines, just so they can say like, oh, this story happened, Detroit would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah. I mean, that would be a very cool thing. But then if you're saying they want Detroit to win, then you're saying the NFL has a heart in their script writing, yeah, no. which would go against everything you're saying about them cheating and rigging the game, yeah, right? Sure. So it's tough to really di digest on what the script writers are thinking, but... I don't know if Detroit would be at the top of the list, but I, I we'd write it. We'd Definitely. write them in there. It'd be good. We would, but we would let emotions creep into the script. I don't think the NFL lets emotion ever creep into anything that they're doing. When you read the first script, AJ, mm -hmm. okay, what was your thoughts? From the NFL when they, when they first presented it to me, like year, me years and years ago? Yeah. Your, your rookie year script. Yeah. I was a bit confused at first. Me too. I can't read. I told them they're going to have to read that to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, you, don't read the, you don't read the script. Script reads you. Bingo. And also, I, I don't really read good 
You know what I mean? So, like, if you could put this in the form of, like, a tweet, that'd be cool. That'd be perfect. AJ was pumped, too. He's downplaying it when he found out he was going to set the record for, you know, all-time tackles in a rookie season for the Green Bay Packers. He went through the roof. He has that? that yeah, sense, he has that. That has since been broken. Oh, I thought he did, I thought Quay Walker didn't break it because he got kicked out. True. Oh, yeah, you're right. He might have. Yeah. I think he was one shy. And yeah. yeah he, uh, Quay Walker needed, like, seven tackles against the Lions, and then he got kicked out of the game with, like, five tackles. AJ. So still AJ, got it. AJ still has. So the NFL script that AJ supposed yeah. to. Hey, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do here, Quay. Right, I mean, AJ just thumbed through his script and just wanted to see how many times he was going to be able to, you know, do the old sit and gum prank in the locker room. <laughs> That's really all he was looking for his yeah. rookie year. Listen up. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phones. Never done it. Never done it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I appreciate right. when others. The sky I appreciate when others do. Let's go to Katrina in Michigan. Uh, 1-833-433-663. 1-833-4. Dome. Uh, Katrina, what's up? Hey, boys. How are you doing? Hey, great. great. Thank Fantastic. you. Keep it moving. How are you, Katrina? I'm good. I was talking to you the other day on threads about the chat, nice. and I just wanted to give them a little love and say hi before I oh, ask my question. Oh, I do remember this. Yes. <laughs> on a thread, I was. you said that the callers don't give the people in the YouTube chat enough mm-hmm. love and that we should do yeah. that more. And I, I said that I haven't looked at the YouTube chat in over a year because maybe two years, it, it was getting to a point where it was distracting, too entertaining. I mean, uh, they're toxic. taking, they're letting shots fly. In. Oh, yeah. Very toxic. Can't be doing it. I'm not saying that. You 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 said that or whatever. If that's the case, I need to look more. But yeah. I don't I don't really pay attention enough, so it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. We do appreciate the chat. Good acting. Love you, Chad. Good work. Thank you, Chad. Bailey McComas was doing a full press conference after yeah. the uh, oh, ESPN yeah. deal was announced in there. I think he lives in there. Yeah. That's right. I think CFO Phil's in there mm-hmm. on a daily basis. We don't get to see any of it, but I'm told that they're in there and they're doing Those their thing. Are. Here is it. Here it is right now. Meg R. Oh, hell yeah. girl. Love you, Katrina. This is D-O-N-S, who I'm, I'm sure a super positive person. Really appreciative. James T. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, good emojis in there or whatever yep. the hell those are called. Yeah, we got a great community. We appreciate the hell out of them. Not going anywhere, by the way. Nope. Never. Not going anywhere. Good. We have fun over there. I sold out. Yeah, you but, lied uh, Yeah, us, I wanted to just gossip a bit. I did not. I did okay. Not Go ahead. Let's gossip. I love gossip. It's Feel Good Friday. Okay. So it's about Tom your, Brady. like, I know you and her kind of besties now because you ran into each other, but uh, Kim K and Tom, mm. what's going on? Oh, Kim K. Yeah, mm. we did... Uh, I saw her, Chloe, and the entire Keeping Up with the Kardashians crew yep. backing out of an yep. elevator at the Disney upfronts. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not believe that me and any of the Kardashians made contact, eye contact with each other. Did wish them good luck out there, though. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank was you. said back, which is very, very kind for them to acknowledge that I wish them good luck. But yeah, Kim K. Tom, it's been a couple months now, right? Because remember, she was going to move in that neighborhood. They're mm-hmm. friends. She just asking for help. Now they're at the all white party, Uh-oh. huh? Dancing. They, they, they arrived different uh, separately, but people were saying on that dance floor, Tom was doing the Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. That's what they said. Ryan, how do you feel about it? You think uh, old Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian are together? And what are your thoughts on this new new couple? They might have found love in a hopeless place. They might have found love in a hopeless place. Mm-hmm. I think they could. I think it's just it's probably inevitable that they're going to at least have some kind of little run together, don't you think? Both of them being so so powerful, yeah. so you know, both of them at the, the peak of what they do, I guess. Yeah, they'll be together. Yeah, two goats here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. couple goats, couple goats they in the farm. Yeah, they don't need to get married or anything, but yeah, if this is what Chris wants, yeah, especially yeah, 
Yeah, if Chris, yeah, if she's, there new she's on board. Is there a new season coming out soon? I think there's always, wasn't there? Yeah, always, yeah. Always, always, the always a season. Oh, then yeah, they're together. And it's like a diamond store. <laughs> you walk into a diamond store, like, gotta buy this today, sale ends tomorrow, mm-hmm. need to get it out of here, blah, blah, blah. And then guess what? Tomorrow, a new sale starts. Yep. They didn't tell you about yep. that. Kardashians are always in a season. Do you think Kim saw, this is probably from when Tom put his dong on the internet and AQ was looking up and thinking about it. Uh, oh, you're talking about that. when he was sitting in his in, uh, yeah, in yeah, holding yeah. his nutsack with his hand. Yep. Yeah. And she was like, no, on the no. side of his bed. On the side of his bed, yeah. And he was like, Tommy's back. Because mm-hmm. he knew he was about to be single. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Tom said, also knows me some of that. he just lost $50 million in crypto. 30. 30, 30. I thought it was 43. He never had it. He Gis- never had it. Giselle had 18. Okay. He had 30 from the article that I read. And then uh, that was he never saw that money ever. He never saw it. Yeah, but he's going to get it back with one day with Kim K. <laughs> I do believe if Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian were to get together... I mean, that's billions of dollars on an elevator, obviously. Billions. But, like, who knows what Kris Jenner would cook up? Oh. Oh, my God. Tom would be doing so much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about this, as soon as What's-His-Face started dating Kim, he became the face of Taco Bell and everything. Travis, Travis Scott, Scott, I believe, uh-huh. got in that. He's at McDonald's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got his own shoes. Yep. Boom, boom. Uh, I think they even got that uh, one light-skinned dude. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. I think he even got deals with blah, blah, blah. He got, he got a massive deal with uh, some team signed him yeah. for like a $90 million contract. Yeah, Chris is going to be like, hey, Tom, you ever heard of uh, blah, blah, blah? They have $50 million for you if you want to go be their spokesperson. Yeah. I guess. We, okay. I only have daughters. It's a guy thing. Mm-hmm. You just you, That'll happen. And Tom's like, holy shit. And then he'll quit the Fox thing. Yep. Oh. oh. That's where we're potentially staring down here with old Tom and Kim. Maybe she just wants him to like throw slants to Rob Kardashian in the front yard. That'd be sweet. Hey, Rob, to get a little active. He, he used mm-hmm. to have those socks. Now we need him to yep. touch some balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need him to lose some weight. Tom, can you come and like run some rap? No way they got Tom mic'd up on a reality show, though. Oh, hey. Yeah, maybe. He I might. disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. You think Tom's going to come in and go, Clay, I'm so sorry. Probably. 100%. Yeah. I love 150%. Let me burp your baby. Here you go. I'll feed a bottle. Like, yeah, he'll do everything. Yeah. Yeah, but then at some point, though, with the Kardashians, it's not all just like fun and games. It's not all glitz and glamour, right? Don't they? That shit gets real night. I don't know. Yeah, Tom's what do you mean? New face Tom will love that. I yes. Watch. They just say, like, every dude that gets in there gets, you know. It's a curse. Oh. Yeah, it's life. Gets well, the show's on Hulu now, right? Is, is it still getting numbers? It's a, they have I a, yeah, numbers. I think they have a new show now because they're keeping right. up with the Kardashians. I actually tried to clarify this earlier. Now they just have, like, a show that's called The Kardashians. Yes. Is that on Hulu because Seacrest owned Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Bingo. They sold. Zeno just said, yes, that's on Hulu. I, I don't know. To be honest, this is this is a flaw in me. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to shit TV enough. Okay. I used to. Hell yeah. Yeah, but now. Now I don't have time for shit TV. No. But what the Kardashians have done is a work of art. Absolutely. Masterminds. They are so wealthy. Mm-hmm. Absurd. And it's not stopping. No. It is only growing. Mm-hmm. Can you get Tom Brady in there? Oh, my God. Chris Jenner is just sitting there. Yeah. Yep. Come on, Kim. Go dance. Mm-hmm. Go dance with Tom. Dance with mm-hmm. Tom. Come on. Once Tom sees the way you move, he's never going to be able to resist. He mm-hmm. has seven rings. Give him eight. And we get Tom We get Tom Brady on the, our Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe you guys go to a Taylor Swift concert. Oh. I think Kanye reacts. Oh, boy. Not he's, good. That's going to be a full That's album. why he's Kanye. wearing that's album's album is going to be called, like, Kill goats or something. Like yeah, that. that's yep. why he's been wearing shoulder pads. Oh my 
God. Oh, Kim's into football players now. I'll wear shoulder pads. Makes sense. Guys, Kanye is married. He does not care. You're right. Come on. I'm sure that's true. Come on. He had, yeah. a, he had naked on. people be his plates at his birthday party. They were eating sushi of all these naked people. What happens? This is Kanye's birthday party. I think last month they were eat, they had these naked people laying Bombs on the table. Or- and fish tacos. Yeah, and they That's had, still going on? Yeah, not real fish. Kanye's birthday? No, like people <laughs> eating food off of people? Yeah, they were. They, he, he was just doing it. That was a big Eddie Murphy thing. So, so how's that work? You just, you, you're kind of walking <laughs> and there's... There's a nude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just naked person. Are they completely naked? They probably wearing some kind of cover up. Completely completely. They, got, they got a skin tone colored thong on. Ah, no, 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 no. They're, 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 they're putting food stomach? on dogs. They're setting sushi rolls right on top of guys' nutsacks, yeah. one on each. And then. Do people yeah. put their hands behind and their back? One and full. Eat it? Yeah, Dave Chappelle yeah, had somebody like, actually got a pube in his mouth. Like bobbing for apples. Like bobbing for apples. There's no way there's any pubes on any of these. I thought they lay on their stomachs. I thought they lay on their stomach and they jam things like through their butt cheeks. See, why do you think go so far? I believe they're waxed. That was the rumor. That's only if they're having hot dogs. They put them Uh, and they use their butt cheeks as the buns. And then they. How come some of these rich people do such weird shit, though? (laughs) Hey, if I'm I'm invited to somewhere and I walk in there, I'm I'm probably pretty excited I'm getting invited to this person's event. You know what I mean? Very successful person inviting me to this event. This is awesome. You walk in there and there's just a bunch of naked people with fucking sushi on them. Okay. I'd be somewhere to fuck. What are we doing? And how do you get out of there? Can't get out of there. No. Can't get out of there. You're stuck. Allergic. You are stuck. You're allergic. To fish, obviously. Bingo. I still got to look at these dongs with sushi all over them. Yeah. No, if you're around in the same room, you're <laughs> deathly allergic. Zito said Come that me. they're wearing underwear. Oh, and yeah, this is your yeah. boobs are out, though. That's not what I saw. What's the deal, bro? Why is there these people? I don't think many guys. Are they? Are there a whole lot of males that people eat sushi off of? I haven't seen that as much as the, the females. I thought Johnny. I don't know. You tell me, dude. Oh, Jesus. I thought I don't got a dude just. Gigs. Guy's got to be rocked up for like eight hours no, straight. Put other, rings on it. Other what? <laughs> that's that's not bad. I think that's what happens if they do get erect. Mm-hmm. It so does I, look bring like in the onion rings. Bring in the onion rings but outside yeah. of that, so the onion rings playing this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> got to eat them quick. It does too. look like they put the spicy tuna on the breasts. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that's a female. We're talking about the dongs that are out everywhere. Mm-hmm. This the guy's dongs? house that I just got yeah. invited to for the, the first time. Ones yep. the dong ones. How am I supposed to handle that? What am I supposed to say? I'm, I'm not sure. eating it. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to eat sushi off somebody. Of course not. But I'm just saying, how, how do I get That's. I like to think about me in situations, mm-hmm. you know, just because my natural reaction is a little bit more absurd than most people's and things. And I also don't have a filter, you know, so from here to here, it's going to get out. I, I, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to okay. be dressed, but it is, it can't sit in there. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. That would certainly be something. You think there was naked what would you, boxes? What would you say? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Huh? Yeah, you know, I'd be excited to kind of see how I would kind It'd of. It'd be cool it. to see how people navigate it, like watch people kind of circle. Well, should I? I guess it's rude if I don't eat, right? And they go down and they go to grab one and someone slaps them. Hey, this is just for looks, bud. This is all part of it. Don't, you're not supposed to eat this. Hey, which sushi's the best? Tit? Stomach? Leg? Oh, you mm-hmm. got to try the nutsack sushi. Oh. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm watching people just walk by and just grab casually grab sushi off of this yeah. fucking woman. You're not even looking. Don't at the guys th- get on all fours a lot so they can put a lot on their back? This ain't boring floor. It's gonna that, That's dessert. It's also kind of weird. It's only seventeen thirty-eight dollars an hour. What was that for the sushi mods? What? what was that? Seventeen hundred dollars? No, seventeen to thirty-eight dollars. Well, yeah, none of that matters because once the guests leave, the uh, esteemed members of the party just eat the people that were laying on the table. Go to the front. Oh, yeah. yeah, cut them. No, 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 no. It's a big I cabal we're thing. Somewhere. Let's go to. <laughs> a lot of people are dropping that word around that all white party was taking place. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. bet. Oh, oh yeah, they probably ate somebody there. 
What's your problem? I wonder who they ate. Just standard procedure. Bieber. Leave with the a wife. was good. I seen That's him after. He was. He was having a good time. Dancing. Let's go to the phones. A lot of powerful people at that place. Yeah, a lot of red shirts leaving. A lot of white shirts walking in. <laughs> yeah, because they had a red bubbles festival yeah. where the bubbles had food coloring. Yep. Yeah, like red velvet cake everywhere. If the cake I'm not a big red velvet cake guy, by the way. I've decided. Isn't it chocolate? <laughs> red velvet's like chocolate, right? <laughs> I've decided. I, you know, the other day, my wife was watching that. Is it cake? With, uh, oh, yeah. The good whole, show. It is a good show. Not bad. I got, I got captivated for like a good seven, eight minutes or whatever. Yep. I've seen a whole. Mm-hmm. I did a whole thing. I yep. get it. I get what the show is. And my wife's mom, so my mother-in-law, incredible cake maker, like actual baker, artist, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it in the time that they try to do it. Sure. But she would win that. If she was to get on there, she could, she's phenomenal. So my wife, Osmosis, through watching her mom do things, is a great cook, great baker, great everything like that. And I started thinking about the cakes. You know that, the uh, what is it, like rainbow uh, confetti? Oh, confetti, confetti cake, cake, yeah. I think that's my favorite. Good Delicious. Cake. I think confetti cake is my absolute Great ice cream, favorite. too. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. What you say, Darty? You said something there? Funfetti. Funfetti. Is that the that that's the what was the cake pops that you brought in here? Oh, those were those were just chocolate cake, uh, and then I don't. There's some hard icing on the. No, then my wife made them similar to Starbucks. They were so dang moist. Yeah, it's unbelievable. (laughs) And the the deliciousness just went on and on and on and on. It was just sitting on my taste buds all day. It wasn't fairy tale land. We were living in reality. The reality is. The reality is. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I just, I'm so locked in on Parsons right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even thinking about McGee. But it's summer, man. It's a mistake. Yeah, it's all right, dude. You're right. It's, you know, I heard McGee went to Notre Dame one time. Did you hear that? Did he? Yeah, he went up to Notre Dame, <laughs> and he had a conversation with a coach that they had up there, and they talked about PXG golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you were, I thought you were there. I thought you. Yeah, what? I, you I could it. probably imagine what what was what was said there. How do you, how do you think that whole thing went when Ryan McGee talked to Coach Lou Holtz about the PXG <laughs> golf clubs that were that were kind of looking around? Well, I think he probably started by saying, "You know, Coach, the the reality is, I'll look at your roster and it's just." Five star after five star after five star. Parsons probably came in and said, "Yeah, I mean, coach, the list just goes on and on and on and on. I don't know how you get so many good players here." And he said, "Well, it's because usually I go out to the golf course we have right here. You got a couple of your great PXG irons and drivers, and I put them in the hands of these great athletes, and I say." If you can hit this golf ball in the fairway, well, guess what? I got a scholarship for you here. To you. Really? That's exactly right. And what did Ryan McGee say to that? So that is one of the most outstanding, you know, kind of crazy things I've ever heard in college football. And the reality is, is they should never let you go. You know, I mean, people want to say Eric Parsegian is the best coach, you know, in the history of Notre Dame. You know, people want to say that. You know, Dan Devine is the best coach. I mean, maybe, you know. Well, then Bob Parsons came in and said. He said, oh, yeah, you know, Charlie Weiss, Tyrone Willingham. The list goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> that's fun. I'm happy we have that. Yeah, yeah. that is fun. <laughs> that is a, that's a fun thing. Let's have a great weekend. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, All yeah. right, I think we've taken this thing lower than we could have ever done. <laughs> well, we got a pretty big project still. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah, we'll see. Ha, ha, ha.
What is it? <laughs> we'll see. The best my hair's ever looked. Oh, dude, it's only going to get better, remember? That's yeah. right, that's right, yeah. You're it's only going to get better. Going Duplicate and replicate, my friend. Boom. Bingo. Getting better every day. We got to shoot a video for a commercial. Nice. Time constraints. Real tight. Mm-hmm. Need to be good, because we told the people that over there that were making the commercial... We don't need you. You guys mm-hmm. suck. Wait, is Strength and Honor coming in here today? <sighs> that would have been that would have helped. No. But no, I do not believe there's any uh, headshots coming this time. Hardy Fish is dead. Should we call UAV and bring him in? On. You said UAV. He's thinking Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it shows you on the map where people are. Yeah, where your enemies are at. Jack Harney, an enemy. He's, no, we, no, we just no. need to call command. He's a friendly. A UAV? What the fuck he, is he? I think he was looking for unidentified aerial phenomena. No, no, UAV all day. What's UAV? What does it stand for? I'm trying. Un- unmanned aerial vehicle. There it is. Is that what you're talking about? Is he going to get a drone to fly in Jack Harney? Oh, yeah. Speaking of, are we buying a flying car or not? That was this week. Yep. Yeah. Do no. It. I think no. it's super real. No, no, no. It is super real, AJ. Yeah. Do it. Show the video. The video looks amazing. Yeah, well, what, the reality. <laughs> what do we get first, the flying car or the Cybertruck? Or the jetpack. Cybertruck. Cybertruck actually has some out there. Yes. Does it? I actually got Where? an email. I'd like to let the Cybertruck, and this is another thing. This is another thing, Elon. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've been past the Hummer. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, too slow. Yep. I Sorry. just hate how the Cybertruck looks. Like, I wouldn't want to drive that thing. But at one point, that was a part of it. Like, look how shitty this thing looks. Yeah. You gotta get it. Sure. Bulletproof you know I mean? windows. Yes. It was one Very of the- unique. Very unique looking, yeah. Yeah, I concur. It told me three months. When was that? Two years ago? Uh, no, yeah. it was uh, three days ago. Oh, really? Has anyone got one yet? Like, is there any randoms they, just driving out other than Jay Leno and Elon? I've seen them in the street, yeah. You have? Okay. On Twitter, not oh. like in Indiana. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That'll be the day. I don't think that thing wants to touch my Hummer, though. Like, no, 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 no. And obviously, I'm saving the world with it. So, yeah. Well, in your truck, yeah, pull his truck backwards. Supposedly, yeah. it could pull two F-150s. Mine or the really? cyber the cyber truck? Supposedly. Ah, uh, so mine can pull four then. Yeah. yeah. That's, mm. Not worried. What's that, AJ? Because yeah, your batteries are bigger, a lot bigger. Why haven't you done the Sidewinder thing yet? Have you not? It's called you the crab not walk. You prick. Sidewinder. What is this? Some yeah. fucking Mickey Mouse. Why won't you do it? The crab walk. That's the only reason that car is even there. Like, why? Do it. Uh, it's there to save the world. And on top well, of that... Tell, the, tell those kids they're digging up the batteries. They're, they're saving the world. We don't have to tell them they're dead. <laughs> good point, Con. How do you guys feel good about yourself? Hottest day ever <clears throat> yeah. yesterday. You know how hot what does it was that even mean? Oh, you guys all ha, 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 ha about it. What's that, AJ? In, in just in Indy or the, uh, worldwide, like world, world, dude. They got thermometers yeah. all over the place. The globe, bro. Hottest ever. No here. Yeah, dude. They went in to a bunch of places around the world, put the thermometer in the mouth of yep. the ground, mm-hmm. beeped, yep. came out, and said it's hotter than ever. Oh shit! Don't be a mark. Stop! Oh, okay. Stop! Stop! Just you only science. Oh. Oh Jesus! Uh, Makes okay. sense. Uh, okay. You OAN oh. watching <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. No here, air is fine. It's perfectly cool. I actually think no, it's hot very, is good. It's very, very hot. Very I actually hot. go outside, then I go in a cold tub. Then I go outside, then I go in a cold tub. It's called adjusting. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> a cold tub. to survive. Hey, I'm getting one. I'm getting a cold tub. I'm going to do that. I see all these people doing do it. it. Where, where, where? What's that? Not where? Here. Not here. Oh, you want one? Huh? You want one? No, I probably would never go in. I would. Ab- <laughs> if we got one, I would absolutely jump in that thing. 
Yeah. I used to That'll be, be clean. Adding that to the morning routine. It they cleans have itself. Cleaners. Come on. Yeah, it does. Definitely cleans all your body oil. UV light. Fuck you. Please take a shower before you go into the hot tub yeah. or cold tub. Yeah. They, they say that. They always did that, right? They put signs on the, on the walls. Like, please, please clean. We got a moderate, you know what I mean? Yeah. And guys like, yeah, you got it. Going in, in, in their socks from practice <laughs> and yep. in their tights. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you, my toes are cool, warm. Grass everywhere still. Yeah, it's terrible. I showered. What? Wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> UV light. Oh. There it is. Oh, that was right on. Alicia Baumgartner's fucking jacked. Yeah. Shocked. Oh, my God. Slam that bed. Oh, no. You guys, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You guys are jocked. <laughs> Pac is jocked. Pac is jocked. AJ, you jocked right now? We don't really get to see because you wear that same thing every single day and it kind of cuts off know. of your yeah. tits. Flex, flex uh, your muscles. Flex why, don't you, muscles. why don't you do the Pretty much same as always. Yeah. Pretty no, much no. constant, whatever. You think whenever you oh. see me next, you're going to be like, wow, Jesus Christ, I am such a beta <laughs> to you right now. So I think that every day, yeah, when I come on here. Jeez, look how jocked you are. Well, Make your pecs dance, AJ. Yeah, do let's it. see you. Dude, pop your boobs like Jake Paul. Yesterday. Was Sierra yeah. doing yeah. that? Was Sierra asking Russ yeah. to do that? No. Uh, no, he's shoulder rolling in one yeah. side. Yeah, like, popping. Mm. Pop on and <laughs> drop it, dude. Um, so, like... Are you going to be intimidated when I, with how jocked I am right now, whenever you see me? <laughs> yeah, I get super intimidated by, by people that are jocked. Okay. Yeah. No, I it's just, impressive. I compliment people. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell people they're jacked. Jeez, man, you could you. What are you eating? What are you doing? Yeah, but I'm like, you know what I mean? I might have yeah. to. Yeah, that seems sarcastic. I'm going to have to drive the legs a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about AJ chasing down that guy to tackle that guy? Mm-hmm. And then me chasing down AJ. Oh. <laughs> Chain so, reaction. Boom, pow, bang. Boom. Mm-hmm. Where, where'd that happen? Super Bowl, where you knocked the ball out and you tackled him, perfect form tackle? Oh, that was a watch along right here. Watch along there. Oh, yeah. Uh, right here. Here was the. Yeah. Uh, you got fucking owned. Dude, he was so mad. Dude. He was so pissed. That was kind of fucked up. I just Actually, I'm very impressed with my sprawl. So, no, I'm not <laughs> mad at all. You, you gave me a chance. Like, it was it was a very organic moment. Well, why'd you go? I home? got the ball and you were on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So. Went home and screamed at your wife. Good luck. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Why'd you run out? Oh, yeah. I really. Yeah. I, you should have you heard me in the. I got like. Get the, the fuck down right here! Yeah. It's crazy. You did this to me. Three. How'd you let this happen? Because you wore that split jersey back. <laughs> yep. Let's go to the fence. Uh, <laughs> he did that a lot. Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go to Garrett in North Carolina. Garrett, what's going on? How's it going, boys? Keep moving. Nailed it. Nice. All right, that question here for a talk to table of Boston Connor. You know, you guys are just talking about Tom Brady. Let's talk about Bill Belichick. Okay. Patriots are going downhill. How long is he going to be coach now here until he's not going to be considered for the Hall of Fame? I mean, you got to respect him, but he's just hurting himself. He's hurting his resume. Oh, that's a tw- that's a Twitter question. Hey, you're right, yeah. Garrett. We're doing. I know. Questions. We'll see what happens this year. Make or break this year. I mean, he had a seven and nine team when they kicked the can down the road, and then they went back to the playoffs, and then they went eight and nine in a year. Everyone acts like they won seven and ten, but it's okay. Fucking see Bill. Bill right in between the numbers. Holy shit! Bill just threw a perfect spiral right here while yeah. Connor was talking about Bill Belichick. That was unbelievable. This one's for Bill. Yeah. Yes. Belichick or Bill? Beal. I'm talking about Beal in the streets right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look for a revenge bill. He doesn't even have to act yeah. like he wants to get home. The amount of information. information about him out yesterday. The amount of information. Is Tony filled in on the story? 
He keeps Has more come out. He Did, keeps tarps and duct tape and a tent in his fucking truck for God knows what reason. You never know. You know, sometimes if he has a good idea about football right. and defenses, he has to pull over, sleep wherever he is that he has the idea. To what happened? The idea. Uh, I, I did not hear this. Yesterday. I heard information from you that you need not. Say I publicly. will not. Yeah, I will. I'm going to keep that. To Connor goes back to Massachusetts. All of a sudden, he's got ears on the ground all over the place. What Bill Belichick's up to? He texts me. Mm-hmm. This alleged story of what happened, Bill. He's like, listen, I didn't say this, but numerous people are saying this. So take this however you will. Straight out of like, a, hey, let's bury Bill Belichick. Fuck yeah, well, yes, pretty yes. much. What happened? The, we're not going to talk we're about not, that. Yeah. What Connor heard, but what I don't know what you're talking. Where'd you see? So this? when there was a glare on the camera yesterday, Bill said, "Oh, I could run in my truck. I got some duct tape and tarps and not a Belichick." Tent. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this bit. Oh, I Beal. thought you were talking about Bill oh, Belichick yeah, as well. So I. I didn't know. Yeah, Beal. Bill did have a 12 foot by 12 foot tent mm-hmm. that we could have put up yesterday as yeah. if we were having a festival while Pac Man was running. And I like that we have that around. That's yeah, perfect. You, the thing that we're worried about, he's got two actual glizzies in that bag, mm-hmm. a shovel. He's in his got trunk. ninja stars, uh, a mobile yep. murder room. Yeah, he has a butcher knife. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 12 gloves. by 12 tent is covered in blood splatter. We don't oh, know. is that for like the rain? And digging dirt. It's yeah. It's like a, a oh, oh, oh man. Two more. Two more. Two so more. Over here. Two more. Over here. Bro, Take his time. Bro, I've hit nothing. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah you're living. Yeah, Bill, it. Bill knows better than to drive around with all that evidence, though, right? No, I think that's his like confidence. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why he rolls with battery acid because if he gets pulled over, he'll just Clorox. You know, take his fingertips off. No, of you're not killing anybody, right? A lot of lime. Thank you. Okay, so we're on the record. He said he didn't. Yeah, do he's just digging holes right now. He's killing the camera game. Oh, yeah, I was just digging He's a got a new lens. Yeah, hey, new Bill, lens, Bill. New lens. Digging holes all weekend for fun. So <laughs> one of the uh, people he killed was leaving it around their house. Not using this anymore. Oh! <laughs> Let's go. It's a great way to end this Feel Good Friday. Hell yeah. All you got to do is retweet this video and say something nice to somebody. Have an incredible weekend. You could be one of 15 people that win $500. We can't thank you enough for rocking with us every afternoon. We are so incredibly lucky to do this for a living. We love the shit out of you. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Goodbye. See you Monday.